Valverde. Gentlemen, Ciccolini here may talk like an idiot and look like an idiot, but don't let that fool you. He really is an idiot. Episode 13 of the 2015 regular season. This is show 206. almost said 100. Give, not giving us enough credit. Um, this show is going to be called Happy 13. I'm happy. You guys happy? I'm fired up for some fantasy football action. Going to talk about all the games. There's no bye weeks, as you know. Um, so when we are talking about these games, we are going to be... Going through them on NFL.com. Go to the schedule, go to regular season, then go to week 13. As usual, I'm sitting here with the boys, and I got Houdini to the left of me. I got Stag Party across the way, Dogmatica to my right. I'm D Rex, and we are Pyromaniac.com. And no one drops the goo like the four of us, and uh, we're excited for a high energy show. I, I, it seems like forever since we've been here because we did it on Monday last week. It's true. It's true. That was it that we true. got it out of the way a little, a little bit early, and it also just like whenever it's the holidays and you have like kind of a lot more time off, it just seems like things go slower and longer. Everything goes slow at Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> I love my family and uh, God. It's 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 great to hang out with them for two hours, <laughs> three hours, not ten hours. <laughs> oh, I got the ripcord going. My sister is like. When she called me on Wednesday, she's like, you got to bring the pies. I'm like, okay, great. I'm like, what time are you coming? She's like, well, we're doing a turkey bowl at 930, and we're eating at the halftime of the first game. So I'm like, first game? Like, that, So we ate at 1. It was like 1.15. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's Thanksgiving breakfast. So I'm like, 1? I was literally home by 4.30. I'm not even kidding. I left at like the halftime of the second game. There you go. It was nice. Actually, it was a bit, a bit short of a Thanksgiving. I was... Kidding about the 10 hours. And I love you, fam, in case you're listening. Mom, love you. Mom is listening. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise you got to do, do what I did. you got to do a, a dual Thanksgiving. So that way, you know, I had to travel to get to the one. Oh, well, we got to go to the other one. And then, well, we got had missed part of the time there. So, oh, we only have to spend this much time there. 
Yep, oh, gotta go home. See you later. No, that sounds no, like you was... did double the work for no reason. Yeah. Like they just go to one and they put in four hours there, but you're putting in six hours in total. Like I would just lie about having a second one to go to. <laughs> and... I would lie about being able to go to both. I'm like, oh, we're over here. The traffic's terrible. We're not gonna be able to make part terrible. two. It's and then a... you don't go to either. Both like that. Play them off each other. Yeah, I'll use that one for next year. Oh, zero. You got zero instead of two. Blame it on the traffic. I got some Jack's pizza to get to my first destination. That's why I don't tell any of your family about the, the app ways. <laughs> yeah, right. Really blow up in your face. Um, all right, guys. Well, we're gonna we'll be able to talk about random stuff like we like to do as we're going through the show. Let's get into it. Thursday, December third. Um, we've got the Packers are gonna go into Lion Country up to Detroit and um, wow. There's a resurgent uh, Detroit team and there's a Packers team that's. Uh, really on the fall. What happens here uh, at a fantasy level? Obviously, we'll start with the away team first and the Packers. But while talking about this, interdivision teams and our rivals, let's talk about the game as well. So what are you guys thinking? Well, I, I, I'll say first things first. Um, Aaron Rodgers, it's not so much that he's uh, regressing at all. I, 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 he's still the same Aaron Rodgers. But he's having a real tough time adjusting to the speed of this team as compared to the team that he's had in the past. Uh, I, I know that it was flowing fine during the beginning part of the season. Um, they did have some uh, some decent speed when they had Montgomery out there at least a little bit. Uh, they even threw Janice out there a little bit earlier in the season. But once they got those three receivers together, it just, uh, the three main receivers together, it, everything kind of got slow. And everybody was able to catch up to it. Nobody was like just awestruck by Aaron Rodgers in this offense. So as soon as a team's caught up to the fact that, oh my God, this team isn't all that fast, we can kind of keep up with them. They did. And they can rush him. Uh, they can rush Rodgers with a, an extra guy now a little bit because they don't have to double somebody or whatever. Jordy Nelson isn't there. So I got to tell you, I think the Lions keep up with them in this one. I think they give them a handful again. You know, it's... Well, it kind of rings on the wall with this one. I think that the proof is in the pudding. Over the last eight weeks, Aaron Rodgers only has one game with more than two touchdowns. Yeah, that's, uh, that's unheard yeah. of. This is, you know, and he started the season with three touchdowns in the first game, then two, then five. And then since then, it's been the one in his last eight. Yeah, but he did have two touchdowns against the same you know, Lion team, albeit it did take him 61 throws to sort of get there. He wasn't very efficient, and it just... Didn't look like it was happening until garbage time, until they really had to come back and try to beat this team. And, and this was a game that Devontae Adams had something like 10 catches for 79 yards, but and still. Like 21 targets, I yeah, think Yeah, 21 was. targets, and then we won't even talk about the 13 or 11 he had last week, and he caught two of them. Like, he's just been a disaster over the last couple weeks. That I mean, that's something I don't know if it's going to change, but the targets are still there. Well, they need they need Eddie Lacy and the running game to be effective, and then that's going to help Rodgers. And so, you know, if if any time in ever that he's needed the running game to step up, it's now. There's the only thing that's going to help Rodgers is we've all got a campaign together. We got to bring come together as a team and get him away from the devil woman that he's dating. They yes. need to break up. <laughs> this girl is destroying his career. His future is in. The, in trouble. Let's be honest. And I think right now we need to start a hashtag: dump Muns Raj. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the worst attempt at a hashtag I've heard. I don't care. This, this year, I've I've got your own version of it. I, I thought, thought you were going to go with your hashtag. Was going to be more like you know, 
Olivia come home, you know, you're, you're trying to like, you want to take the spell off him and you're going to, you know. Well, I read the book Gone Girl and he says that, but he really just wants to come back so he can fucking murder her. So, and she does come back and right when he does, Ben, well, in the book, it's not Ben at Bath Lab. like, what the fuck? Have you seen that movie or that, yeah. watch that? That's, the book is insane. The movie's pretty mediocre, but that book, woohoo. If you want a book to read, even if you've seen the movie, it is so detailed and good. Gone uh, Girl? I, Gone Girl? Yeah. I got yours, by the yeah. way. It's a, I, I, you got to read it, dude. Yeah, no, I'm, so in, I'm in the middle of it, and it's not discount double check. It's discard double Ds. <laughs> 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 you got that. Don't oh, my God. Why would you ever want to do that? <laughs> Getting back to it, Lacey didn't play the last time these two teams played. That was the game he missed. Uh, so that's when Starks got the start. Uh, he did okay. Not nothing special, but over the last two games, uh, Eddie Lacy's got 205 yards on 39 carries, so he's getting it back going a little bit. He did have a costly fumble against the Bears, but I, I do think they will be able to run the ball a little bit, and things will be a little. I I don't see this game ending up 18 to 16 again. I think there's gonna be a little more fireworks. I mean, it's it's interdivision though, and I got to tell you, I mean, last week or on Thanksgiving against the Bears. Uh, Lacey did just yeah he had that one fumble but he had you know 150 plus you know yards or something like that and Starks had himself almost 100 total yards as well so it's not like they weren't running the ball effectively and don't give me the bullshit rain thing because uh, Rogers has played in crap before that's not a problem and the receivers just aren't playing up to par they're plain and simple and he if he doesn't have the receivers to throw to the way that he has in the past I mean even the well. Uh, Brady can do it. Yeah, I was say, Brady doesn't Brady complain about it. Better, <laughs> but Rodgers, and I swore I wasn't going to talk about that fucking God on air. I will. Uh, but uh, listen. <laughs> that I mean, God, he said it. He's got the gods of the gods? No, he's not the god of the gods. No, he's he's just... Does he have uh, a body of the gods? No, he's... I, no, I, dude, his dude, wife does. Yeah, his wife. <laughs> you can check out the other pictures, buddy. But, uh, no, no, listen, Rodgers, I think it will. he will end up being fine in this one. I mean, Detroit has played good defense lately, but they still can be had. There's been a bit of smoke and mirrors with that. Uh, Stafford, however, if you want to go to the other side of the ball, Stafford's starting to turn it on a little bit, which is a nice thing to see, um, especially now that he... You, you, you know, he's being uh, close to being jettisoned, or you know, or whatever. You, you're talking about Brady as, as your as your god fantasy. Let me ask you about uh, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Oh, I mean, Brett Favre is an unbelievable player. I mean, it, you know, you know the great gods. You know, he's one step above that. I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> is that really Madden or is that uh, Frank Kelly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I was I was looking at other stuff earlier, so I, I, I so I'll throw that in there. <laughs> so yeah, and Calvin Johnson finally broke that sort of touchdown slump he was in. Uh, some three big ones just dominated in the end zone uh, with that sort of slant and fade pattern. Just you don't know which way he's going. He's going to take you over the top. That's all that matters. Yeah. Just over, throw it ahead, and if you you miss the play, you miss the play, but just do it. Stafford, start taking the chances, and it looks like that's the way he's heading, and he's realizing himself. He's got to be a slinger, um, but in a smart way. You know, make it so it's it's it's, it's only going to be available for one guy. And um, Maybe Megatron looks like he might be kind of like hitting his stride right now. Obviously, I'm not expecting three touchdown games, but just over the course of the last month, it looks like uh, he's really 
pulling it together. He's the type of guy where you, you give him a taste and he starts to take the, the whole thing down. It's the, he, 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 he's, he's a crackhead. Yeah, he's basically a crackhead. He's a whore. He's a, a crack whore. Yeah, he's, he's one of those type of guys that once he gets a taste of, of that success again, he wants it more and more and he's going to be demanding it more and more. And, uh, and luckily, I think one of the best things going on for the Lions right now is their their running backs are actually starting to work well together. It is it is a three-headed monster. They had no idea what the hell they were doing with it through the first 10 or 11 games or something, but the three of them are starting to work well together. I mean, Bell, granted, he's still a little slow, but he's still plugging along and he's doing okay. You got Riddick who's catching his his balls and, and you know, Abdul is finally starting to hit a little bit of stride as a rookie. Not It's not incredible yet and you're not going to get great fancy stats out of any of the three usually, but at least they're working well together, which is helping Stafford. Yeah, I, I, I just don't like any of them. Uh, for no, fantasy, fantasy wise, but I, If I have to put my back against the wall, I'll take Theo Riddick. Because at least he's doing the, the PPR damage, and most people are playing in PPR leagues right now anyway. And he's he's one that, that's scoring touchdowns. Abdullah, I worry about because it's the rookie wall. And Joint Bell, just because of all the, the knee issues and things that he's had. So. But Abdullah's finally starting to get a little more game, and he's, he, he's, he's, looking, he's looking better. Obviously, he still fumbles every game, but... Um, I don't know, but I agree with what Dogmatic was saying. It's not about what they're doing. Uh, if that's a committee and a community, whatever we want to call it, I kind of a- agree. We're stay away from them for fantasy prowess. But whatever that th- uh, triumphant, that three-headed monster is doing since they started giving it to Bell is helping out um, Stafford for sure. And we would have said a month ago Stafford's going to be on like Kansas City next year. And what he's going to do, me and Mo said it on the Pyro Podcast Light on Friday. It's like we always call him second-half staff. Because he has these big second halves of the games, and you just look at him, he's got like three points, and by the end he scores 35, and it's all in the end of the third and fourth quarter. He might be getting his second half staff, second half of the season going uh, in a different uh, kind of word for him. And if that's the case, this is a power and numbers team. There's enough talent there uh, for fantasy points. For sure. And then just theoretic, that the way they're, they've started to use him over the last couple of weeks is just a matchup problem, whether as a wide receiver or as a running back or just motioning him across the formation. That's sort of taken their offense to new heights. He's sort of been that you know secondary receiver they had always sort of searched for, that little slot guy who could do different things. You know That's definitely taken them to new heights. So I hope they continue to use them. As sort of that slot receiver role, in addition to you know his running back duties. Can I ask you a question? Did you get a haircut? No. This is the nicest Stag's hair has ever looked. Look, and, but your looks beard, like your beard, the bottom part, you look like a monk <laughs> from out in Tibet. Your 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 top part looks nice. Why'd you mess it up? Now it looks like old Stag's... Uh, I, I don't know what was going on with it. Yeah, it was like parted, you had it parted on the side. I, I had side there part? You know. <laughs> I think, I'm telling you, you gotta get. You might have to get away from that Julius <laughs> Caesar, and you might need a side part. I'm not messing around. Seriously, that was a perfect... <laughs> we'll run a Tinder like experiment. Third grade picture. Yeah, well, exactly. Where I'll, I will try this look on my... Try the, many, the many parts Your of Your hair is so much better like that right now than it is just the Caesar. Believe me. I was a Caesar guy for years. He's a Euro guy now. I had to. I had to. The shit was going. I'm pulling the stuff, trying to stretch it across as many channels as possible. You got your hair, buddy. Got a couple. <laughs> last thing on this game, and then we'll move on to uh, the Sunday games. First of all, I, I do want to say one last thing about Riddick. Um, he is awesome at picking up that blitz too. 
He is. I mean, he there's this kid's something special, and he breaks tackles every time he has that ball. He's hard to bring down for a little kid, man. He's he's something spunky. But it looks like Golden Tate. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. But Golden Tate's starting to get a little confidence back too. It seems like with this, the offense starting to flow a little bit better. He's just getting a little more confidence. And I, I'm not going to say he's going to be all of a sudden breaking out, but he does seem like he's starting to pick it up a little bit. He might be worth a flex play or something like that here. I like the walk. That's the, the most end. love you've ever given Golden Tate, though. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I was basking in that. Hey, that's good. That's good. It's good. We're, 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 you know, we. Oh, and Devontae watch. Adams is super pissed about his play lately. Okay. Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, that makes two on the list. You're slow. Um, all right, quick pyro promo before we get into the first Sunday game. Give us a um, uh, subscribe on iTunes. If you're an Android user for your um, smartphone, Spreaker, Stitcher, we just got accepted this week to Google Play. We're not on there yet. They're going to send me an email, but we got accepted to their um, Play uh, podcasting network, which is exciting. Um, we're doing. We're talking to a couple other sites uh, that we're going to be working some deals with, which is exciting. TBD. We'll announce that when we're when we're pouncing on it. Uh, but good stuff's happening across the board. Give us a five star review on iTunes. It helps our stature. Uh, and if you want, write a review as well. Let them know why you like us and what we're doing and what, how you feel we're different. And uh, we'd really appreciate that. So thank you very much. Let's go to uh, early game. Jets at Giants. Battle New York. York! New York! Two home teams. I don't care who's on the 50 yard marker. This is two home teams. That it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what else you get to say there. Um, two contrasting styles, too. It, it is very contrasting styles. I have a feeling it, it might be a. I, I, I have a feeling this is going to be a game. passing game. I have a feeling it's going to be a passing game, too, because every game that the Giants are in is a passing game. Period. Uh, plain and simple, they give up period. more passing yards than any team in the league. And uh, Eli's hitting his stride, and it seems uh, like uh, Odell is starting to put the uh, the stickum back on and everything, and everything's working out there. Darrell Revis, I don't know if he's going to play this week. Uh, he didn't play last week, and he's still in that concussion protocol, so I don't think that he's going to play either. So this is really going to... Uh, this is going to be kind of a fireworks game, whereas in the past, I don't think it's going to... You know, wouldn't have been that way. Can I just talk about Odell Beckham? Sure. Uh, I sent out a series of tweets. You can follow us at Pyromaniac, which is P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, number one, A-C. Uh, so, he's played 23 career games and has 13 100-yard games. Wow. Uh, 14 games he has at least one touchdown. Uh, and there are 17 games in which he has... Uh, either 100 yards or a touchdown. So that leaves six in which he does not have, you know, 100 yards or a score. In those games, he averages 4.8 catches for 55 yards. Unbelievable. It's pretty fucking good. And I think, I think in Des Bryant's career, which is much longer than ODB so far. Who's? Des Bryant's. Yeah. He's got something like 23 total 100 yard games. Wow. I mean, here's the thing. Jesus. Watching ODB. He's always open. He's literally always open. If you've got him on your team, you're doing the old, every time, throw it to ODB, he's open. Why aren't you throwing it to ODB? He literally is. Every time he goes out, he's open. And you're like, why didn't you throw it to him, Eli? So the opportunities, even as much as he's getting, you know, you obviously can't go Madden uh, on the PlayStation here with ODB, but 
he's always open. And when he's not, he makes catches like oh, makes. That, oh, my God. That diving catch? Oh, like, yeah. That was disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> he's being held, pushing away, grabs, brings his own. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how he does it, dude. He's a bust. He's a bust. <laughs> I, I, I tell you though, it's, this is this is going to be a, a very interesting game though. Also on the Jets side of it too, because you got Fitzpatrick, two touchdown Fitzpatrick, right? He threw four touchdowns last week. He's going to have another good opportunity to throw the ball around again this week. And look at what Brandon Marshall has been doing. It's remarkable. And now he finally got back onto the 100-yard game. Uh, you know, He was on that mad stretch to start the season, and then he just went uh, three games in a row before he got back uh, over 100 yards. He's going to go over 100 yards because it's going to be – you know that he gets up when he sees Odell Beckham across the field. Well, you also – one of the things about the passing game there in J-Town is that you got to – they have to establish that run. If Chris Ivory is not working, the whole offense doesn't work. Because if you can if you can tackle Chris Ivory and allow him to do nothing, then you can concentrate on the receivers and everything goes kaput. Period. Yeah, because Fitzgerald ain't going to win you games. Yeah, but the Giants or Fitzpatrick, sorry, the Giants don't stop the run very well. No, exactly. and they don't attack the quarterback very well. And that's why it it's worked out really well of, for the Jets yeah, last right. week uh, going against uh, Kansas City. My, uh, K- uh, K- KC, yeah, sorry, uh, because I, I was actually a little bit surprised that they got that running game going. A little bit because he usually can't do. Well, that. they really didn't. They really didn't get it going until he had a fifty-yard carry late. Like still, he, he was like eighteen for thirty-eight or something really early, and then he had a big carry towards the end of the but game. But they were working it to force that defense in, yeah. and that's what got that passing game going. And that's what they have to do because otherwise, I mean, in the past, in his previous three games, Ivory wasn't carrying the rock all that much, mm-hmm. and they forgot to start. You know, they forgot to do that, and that's what was hurting their passing game. Now that they got back to running that rock and establishing that run, whether it's you know going for multiple you know yards, a ton of yards or not. It still gets that passing game going to the point where Fitzpatrick and Marshall and Decker can get work. Now, but let's let's also remember that Fitzpatrick still has yet to throw a 300-yard game this year. So while the Giants are giving up 315 yards per game, I still don't think that he's going to throw for uh, 300 yards. But I do see three touchdowns for Fitzpatrick. That could be a distinct possibility. I mean, as a Marshall owner in multiple leagues, I was so ecstatic to see Decker drop that easy touchdown oh, yeah. that he would have walked it right in like... Yes, Decker. Next play, Marshall. Yes, Decker. <laughs> I was also I was also happy about that because uh, I one of the second opinions I got someone was like Decker or something. I'm like, no, not Decker this week. Because when he dropped, it, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Well, he got one. I know, but he got one. He's always seems he's to not, get one. but he's getting them, but he's not getting the yards right now. So yeah, no. you're not getting the the big games that you're hoping that you're getting out of him earlier in the year. Marshall is obviously one of the most underrated fantasy guys around. I mean, let's see, I, what, what was the stat? It, this this year might be his sixth, I think, hundred yard season, hundred catch season, hundred catch. catch yeah. Sorry, hundred catch season. Yeah. That is ridiculous. He's been on three different teams. He's a headache in the locker room. But Four different it, teams. It seems. It seems like. The fact that he's in New York and he can do his showtime inside the NFL and not have to go too far and leave us Chicago Bears and go shoot the show, he's in a good spot. You know, he's not. I think he's he's even said himself he's going to stick with the Jets until he's done playing, and who knows if that's two years, three years. But right now, the guy is fantasy viable, ADP darling, ROI on investment with that guy is going to be ripped. It's it's just off the charts. Non fantasy related. He has still yet to play on a team that's made it to the playoffs. That He's never sense. played the playoff game. That's so. unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs>
That's uh, kind of insane, actually. That is insane. <laughs> wow. Do we need to talk about... Yeah, let's talk about the Giants side a little bit more. Uh, Eli running backs. Uh, and Don't start any of the running backs. Yeah, don't start them. Because yeah. The, the one you might want to start is Shane Marie. Just because he has a proven history against the Jets. So if they do anything smart, they play Shane Vereen the entire game. And they let him do things that he did on the Patriots against the Jets. Because he averaged like 8 yards for, or 8 carries a game for 45 yards rushing. And also, you know, caught t- 3 touchdowns in 5 career games. So you could just sort of use the Patriots' uh, game plans from the past. And how they sort of used Vereen as a matchup threat. And use him that way and it would be effective. In neither of the past four games that the Giants have played has either Darkwa or Andre Williams gone for more than like 3.2 or 3.5 fantasy points, uh, either one of them. So those two are completely unplayable. Yep. <laughs> May, and I wouldn't even I wouldn't suggest Jennings either. I, it's he's I don't know. He's uh, a, a best guess is the best you're going to get out of him is seven fantasy points, and that is the tops. So I, that's you're right. It's it's a Verena bust. Will Ty is doing well in uh, you know in Larry Donnell's stead there, but this is a tough matchup for him. The Jets come hard. Uh, you need a little bit of blocking in there, so Ty will have a, a tough time getting open out there. The Jets, have, I think, but Ty uh, Ty doesn't have to get open. The way that Ty becomes successful is when the play breaks down because he's the, the, the third or fourth option true. on every play, and they're always passing. So, and Ty is a guy that no one's looking to take out. So when they are taking, committing an extra uh, defender to ODB, and you got Ruben Randall, who you know, like James Jones, is not really running away from anybody all that often right now, never. Right. So you you don't have any of these other explosion guys. So then they can get. Hakeem Nix. Oh yeah. It's Wayne Harris. Come on. <laughs> Keep going. No, no, no listen. I, no, but so point- so Ty is a guy who becomes that release guy, and he gets. Big gains on the little dump off. It's kind of like a like you know like a late fullback screen back in the day. But that's the, like that's the thing about like the Jets is the reason why I think they're second in the fewest fantasy points given up to tight ends is because they get to the quarterback so quickly that you don't have a chance to go to that third or fourth option. You don't have the chance to go to that tight end real quick. They got to block. Yeah. If they don't block, then they're on them within the second option before Eli's done looking around. So I I, I mean Ty has been playing really well and he is has been a great option. He's been doing well. But he's, I don't know, I'd, I'd, he'd, I'd be tough streaming him this week. Go. What else you got? I got, I, not Ty, I love getting covered by a bunch of Val. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and you're willing to pay him $1,000 a night just for singing? Why, well, you can get a phonograph record of Minnie Damucha for 75 cents. For a buck and a quarter, you can get Minnie. What the fuck are we listening to? This this is this is older than your this is like your this is nineteen thirties this is uh, Groucho Marx so back in the day know what that I saw him live Groucho yeah. Marx is the guy that if you you'll see like when they had the old uh, the disguises with the glasses glasses yeah, the yeah. nose and, and the, the mustache nose. that's that's Groucho Marx with stogie he's and got stogie right? yeah 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 so he was like he was. The Snag party looks very confused right now <laughs> very <laughs> confused <laughs> all night. very. I think uh, we're missing our target uh, demographic no, here. <laughs> just let let any harken back to the day when Groucho, back. Groucho Marx was he, he's so at the high. He doesn't even know who Oscar the Grouch is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that now you're missing out, dude. Now yeah. you're missing out. All right, Do let's you move know on. Enough with the okay. Giants. Hang on. Hey, you big bully! What's the idea of hitting that little bully? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is fun. 
This show, just so you know, this podcast is in black and white tonight. Yes, it is. And it's in mono. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Cardinals at Rams. Cardinals at Rams. Uh, it's not robotic. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, all right, Cardinals. Obviously, we got that's what you get for trying. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, Jewish. We got me. the uh, Chris Johnson guy, who's obviously not going to hit his. He's not going to be able to. They're going to re-sign him, and maybe not. But he, his injury has got him out. What fibula, tibula, one fibula. of those eulas. Fibia. And he's out. No Eulas. No, there's you, no Eulas in this you, one. You low, whatever. <laughs> All right, but he's out, and now you got a banged up Ellington as well. Turf toe. Turf toe, which is terrible, and he's always got problems. He's got with problems. Yeah. Uh, and that just opens the door for the guy that, in all honesty, has looked the best anyways in a lot of times. Um, David Johnson, uh, if he's available on your waiver wire, He's a guy to really uh, look after. This is a Super Bowl caliber team that needs him to perform. They will use uh, Stefan Taylor, Stefan, Stefan, Stephen Taylor. They'll use Taylor out of that backfield a bunch too. Don't think that they're just going to go with uh, David Johnson here. But uh, DJ should be able to, uh, to rattle off some yardage here. The Rams can be run on. They seem Especially to be, as of late. Yeah, as of late. They've been softening up as a defense lately. It's uh, a little, I don't know, it's a little disturbing to watch. I think, it's a, I think <laughs> yeah. it's a lack of effort, Fisher. Yeah. Suck it, Fisher. It's well, a lack of effort, you putts. And David Johnson's the type of guy that can hurt that defense because what that defense does is it over-pursues. And David Johnson's a guy that has amazing speed. Yep. Once he gets through that first hole, I mean, look what Jeremy Langford did with the speed. You know, and if you use him effectively, you can burn that defense. Well, that's another reason why they brought up Kerwin uh, Cur- Williams today mm-hmm. off the practice squad. So, I mean, they'll be. I mean, I have a feeling they're probably going to be trying to pass a little bit in this game, uh, getting a fast field over there in St. Louis. But still, DJ will be used. They'll be using their speed. They'll be doing everything they can indoors there in uh, St. Louis. As long as DJ doesn't go fumbling, you got to love him as a prospect. Because not only he's got that speed, like you said, with Langford, but he's a big dude. Big dude. This is a big dude where he's got that speed and he's got that size. If he can really bottle it up and package this up and showcase his talents and, and do something here on the, to close out the season... I will say that uh, CJ2K will be gone, and you'll be looking at, uh, at at a guy that next year is going to be either fool's gold or gold gold and be rocking a fourth, fifth round uh, draft spot. He's got that kind of talent. He's just got to put it together here in these final games. How, how did, would you feel if you're an Arizona fan? You know, I know there's not many Arizona fans, but, but my, my sister lives out there. So last year you had the team that probably could have gone to the Super Bowl, and you lost Carson Palmer. Now you're a team that's looking like you had a good chance to go to the Super Bowl again, and you lose not only Chris Johnson, but then you get you get Andre Ellington dinged up as well, and now you're having to rely on a rookie. So I think it's they're better off. Things happen for a reason. It, maybe, but at the same time, it just seems like if they're Super Bowl caliber, things happen for. Well, a reason. this is where, but this is the other thing. Think about all, all the other things that have been snake biting them as well. All the hamstring injuries to Michael Floyd and to John Brown, and so it's you, just because it's so hot. And you have and you have a Larry Fitzgerald who's been playing at an extraordinary level. So now at least you have you know Floyd played last week, not very effectively, I might add. But he but, didn't play that many snaps, right? Because you read Floyd's really tweet have, today. No, Floyd's not too happy about that guy 
Prince Price? What's David his? Price? David Price's salary and what he got from Boston Red Sox. He's like oh, two hundred fifteen million guaranteed. He's like, let it be known, the highest ever guaranteed contract for the NFL is sixty. <laughs> yep, and it's, it's true. It's crazy, it's true. but it's crazy. that's why they, that's why you go to so many. They play one hundred sixty two games minimum, and I'm going to tell you, I don't know how they afford afford this shit. Boston's a different story, but when you got like Detroit and Toronto, right. the last two teams this guy's played for, the the stadium's more than half empty. For most of these games, in most of these stadiums, for most of these teams in Major League Baseball. I'm not trying to take anything away from the sport, but for every Fenway and Wrigley and other sta- stadiums where teams are good at the There's moment, Miami. these are so these <laughs> yeah. stadiums are so friggin' empty. They need those 160 yeah. games to pay that 215 million. Well, the other thing is, uh, did you see uh, his uh, uh, prices tweet back to him? Get a better union, you bitch. Did he say that? <laughs> no, I said, oh, that I said it for him. I just said it for him. <laughs> that would be great. By the way, Price was overpaid for. Let's get back to this game. J.J. Nelson, what do you think about him in the future? I think in the future, I, I, I like it. But, I'm, you know, right now he's going to get the continue to get the role while the revolving hamstring wheel goes around. Here's the thing. It's like it's like that movie. He's so fast, coach. He's so fast. There's <laughs> a movie no called He's so fast, coach. There's He's so fast. It's not the this. name of the movie. I cannot recall <laughs> the name of the movie right now. But it's just like this little guy. Okay, I think it's the new longest yard. Okay, uh, where they're talking about Megat, and he's just like he's so fast. He's I so love. Fast. Actually, I think and that's, that's Nelly. The one with Gosling. <laughs> With Ryan, uh, the uh, remember the Titans, where Gosling can't guard that kid because he's so fast. Like he's so fast, Denzel. Denzel. He's talking to Denzel. So fast, coach. He's so fast. And then they put the kid from Scrubs. Peanut. (laughs) Peanut. The guys, black doctor from Scrubs. That's right. right. We need to watch together uh, every 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 game, high school football. We need to watch seasons of Friday Night Lights. All together and really get caught up on all of uh, our boy stag parties. I, I don't watch stuff. Friday Night Lights. I have a sack. Yeah. <laughs> you got a sack of weed? <laughs> Whatever makes you feel sack better. Sack of peanuts every time I sit there turn on Friday Night Lights. I got a I'm sack. Not. I like that redheaded wife. I want to lose some of the juice in that sack on her. <laughs> I've got a good mind to join a club and beat you over the head with it. Yes. Uh, Nashville, believe so, me. So, I, I mean, I like David Johnson. I, I'm just not sure he can carry a full load yet. We really haven't seen it. He's, he's shown some explosive plays, but the consistency just hasn't always sort of been there. Okay. You know, he's got you know decent size, pretty decent speed for his size. You know, he's a 4-5 guy. Let's not go out there and talk about him as a, the fastest man ever to walk the planet. No. He's not He's not J.J. Nelson out there running 4-2s. God, no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this receiving core being sort of banged up, it's still one of the best receiving cores in the league, no matter, you know, how they get it. Carson Palmer is just getting it done week in and week out. You know, he's an impossible guy to sit even, you know, with the uh, you know, sort of subpar matchups. But this offensive line has sort of done it. And last time these two teams played, Chris Johnson averaged 5.2 yards a carry. David Johnson got in the mix a little bit, averaged 6 yards a carry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that they'll be able to do whatever they, whatever they want. Palmer's awesome. He is fun to watch. I mean, he is... Geez. Chucking it. <laughs> I mean, he is. Yeah, he is. He is chucking it. I mean, for, for an old man. I mean, and you got to say it, he's kind of an older man out there. He, I mean, he's still got a gun. He still puts it right on a spot. And it's weird because he didn't have a gun four years ago. Four or five years ago, we would kind of make fun of that. 
uh, with him. How he was losing that arm and he was losing that deep ball and he was losing accuracy. That's not the case anymore. He he puts it on dimes now. He really puts it right there for the uh, for the receivers to grab. And I mean, granted, it's a whole different story playing here in Arizona with three you know awesome receivers that are you know, all worthy of you know not not all pro level, but a couple of them are at least right there. As opposed to playing at Oakland four years ago, but still, it's a fun team to watch. They will get like I said, and you were just talking about DJ. They will get Taylor going. They will get Taylor going. They not, they're not bringing up Williams for no reason. There, they're going to get Curl and Williams. He knows the system there. He's going to get rolling too. So I mean, yes, DJ is going to be a good play to have uh, this week as a streamer. But I wouldn't expect him to uh, just waltz in there like uh, like the kid from uh, KC who to just kick oh, ass. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, how, let's talk about the Rams. You know, Todd. What do I say about the stadium at, at, uh, at Phoenix uh, University Stadium? I actually was with the, uh, a buddy of ours I talk about on the show all the time, uh, Stavish Wani. He was he's such a burnout. I think that he never had seen the stadium getting pulled in. How they grow the grass outside and then they bring it in. He's like, oh my god, what's this? Why is this thing moving? <laughs> He's like, oh my god! I'm like, dude, they've had Super Bowls here. It's like, how you many? You said this in the previous podcast. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, great. So I think it was last week. Okay, but here's here's the reason, here's the segue. No, but this is good. Here's the reason why I brought it up again. That makes sense. Okay. Here's the best part of it. So I had a dream where the stadium was the part that could move. So you could have an inside or outside game. Based on it, how sick would that be if the stadium moved into where the grass is and the seats stick around it, and then all of a sudden the stadium moves out? I had that dream three nights ago. What there was like an Independence Day sized friggin' alien ship that was carrying the stadium around. Just all of a sudden, the stadium moves and the seats, everything else stays. It's not. It's, it's, an RV, it's an RV stadium. It's an RV stadium. So it's like, how dope would that be? It's like that spaceship they parked on top of Soldier Field. Yeah, except yeah. now it just pulls away. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. All right, fair enough. I'm done. It was. A, it was a setup for a new story. Gurley. Um, I, I don't want to say that he's hitting a wall. But I did say I did warn a few weeks ago that it was going to slow down towards the end of the season. It's not so much. It's not so much because he's slowing down himself, but the teams are throwing ten in the box against him. And Jeff Car- nine carries. And Jeff Fisher's a fucking idiot for giving him nine carries. I think their game script was what? How many run plays did they actually call? Ten, maybe twelve, depending on how you script it, to like mm, sixty or so pass plays, give or take. <laughs> yeah, of course, a bad game plan, but he. It, he, they are starting to game plan just flat out against Gurley, and that's going to hurt them as. But but Fisher has anybody. been stupid with him since the Bears game. When has Fisher ever been smart? Well, I, okay, Fisher's being <laughs> Fisher point. with him. But the fact is, since the Bears game, that's where he had the awesome first drive, scored the touchdown, and then they abandoned it. I think he had twelve carries in that game. Then the next week, it was a tough matchup. You're running against Baltimore. Not many teams run against Baltimore. True. So okay. You're a rookie, you've, you've, and they're probably giving extra attention in that game. That's fine. So, but then you go to Cincinnati, and it's the nine for nineteen, and it's, it's you know, but it's surprising because that's unfisher like. Fisher is the guy that would give Eddie George four hundred and twenty six carries in a season. So, his idea is to want to be the guy that pounds the ball, pounds the ball, pounds the ball. 
But this this is another tough defense he's going up against this week. Yeah. So, you know, you're not going to get – I know everyone who was living off of the glory of what happened early in the year, you know, Gurley is a, a special player, but, you know, he – the best help he has around him right now is a guy named Tavon Austin. It's true. Uh, or, I mean, or Kenny Britt. I mean, no, no. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> but let's but, remember. You know, I mean, that's the point I'm making. It's like when you're throwing <laughs> names out like that, it's not a lot of help. And that, who's that quarterback? Todd Gurley did break out against these Arizona Cardinals. That was the game in which he you know, broke out of nowhere. That's true. Had 19 carries, 146 yards. But that was also a game when the quarterback was actually sort of playing well. Uh, I, I mean, I think Nick Foles had three touchdowns, albeit on you know limited touch, limited pass attempts, limited yardage, you know the usual limited Nick Foles. But he did throw three touchdowns. Tavon Austin was able to open up the game plan a little bit. Uh, so yeah. But keep in mind too that was also Gurley's second game, and the first game he was hardly featured, so there was no film on him, and Arizona None. was not prepared. They're going to be prepared this game. Agreed. All right, let's move on to the Falcons at the Buccaneers. This one could be one that we can kind of breeze through, potentially. Uh, Matt Ryan blows. He just looks terrible. That's all I'm going to say on this game. Go nuts. I'm going to say, Saturday. When the crowd gathers around, I want you to mingle with them. Don't pick their pockets. Just mingle with them. I'll find time for both. Well, maybe we can cut out the auction. Matt Ryan is making me want to drink a shitload of Alverde's every time he enters the red zone and throws a fucking pick. Because it seems like it's happening two or three times a game now. And, uh, you know, he's still being accurate with the ball when you look at the stats, but the film is just awful. He's just staring at the receiver, throwing the ball right to the defender. And it's just awful. You know, he's trying to get the ball to Roddy White and trying to get the ball to these secondary options in the passing game. And whenever it seems like he's not targeting Julio Jones, this guy's throwing ugly, ugly interceptions. Hey, if Roddy had more yards than uh, than Julio last week. That's a problem. And uh, I hate saying it. And, you know, Matt Ryan is a, a humble type of guy. I think that he would admit it. I think he knows he's the problem at this point. He knows that uh, things aren't things flow through him, and how he goes, the team kind of goes. So either he writes the ship, or the ship ain't getting righted. So I think Def- uh, moving over to a different part of the team, though, uh, Devonta Freeman should be back this week. Yep. And I think that he'll do okay in this game. I don't think it's going to be outstanding. The Buccaneers have a, a far better defense than they were given credit for at the beginning of the season. Well, that's because they sucked at the beginning of the season. Well, that's and then true. they turned it up. That's true. But they, I mean, they do have better personnel than uh, was accredited in the beginning of the season, and they are doing better with their personnel. So I don't see this being a walkthrough for the Falcons. It's going to be a tough game, and uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I don't think that I don't think that Ryan just uh, implodes the way he has been. I think he'll keep a steady game going the whole time through. I think they'll uh, steadily go between the run and the pass the whole way through. It, a lot of it depends on whether Hankins, Hankerson's there or not. Because it's, it's either you're spreading out that defense a bunch or you're bunching it in. And that's going to be a big difference in this game. If, if Hankerson isn't there, they're going to depend on Tammy a lot over the middle. You could tell that Roddy White's slower than normal. You could double Julio, and that's going to be the game plan that Tampa is going to take. And they're going to hold Atlanta to what they've been doing, which is essentially nothing. And yeah, I've got to remember the last time Matt Ryan really had a good game was against this Tampa Bay defense. But even a lot of that was sort of late. And remember, Tampa Bay beat them in like a walk-off touchdown, a walk-off roll-off by Jameis Winston. So they're going to be out for a little bit of revenge here. You know, they're on the road this time. 
Matt Ryan just needs to step it up. Do you hear the uh, Roddy White quotes about Matt Ryan when asked about if they should replace you know the quarterback and go with somebody else? He said, "Who the fuck else are we gonna put out there?" I mean, (laughs) (laughs) so who would you? Question I got for each of you guys right now: Who would you rather have as your quarterback for the next two three years, Jay Cutler or Matt Ryan? (sighs) Still want Matt Ryan. Same. uh, For the next two three years. And then they're gone after two or three years? Sure. Do I get to keep the the same coaching staff? In the the coaching staff, stays the same for both teams. If everything is the same, Jay Cutler. For me too. If everything is the same and and you're not changing the coaching staff and they're gone in two or three years... Jay Cutler, I'll take from that. I agree. Two and I thought I was thinking about that. I was like, that is weird. <laughs> it is uh, weird, to, weird to think that. But, but Jay that's works how bad, perfect that's in how our bad office. That's Ryan also was. how things go. It's the ebb and flow of of how players are. You know, when players are first or second round draft picks in fantasy, and then they fail, and then they drop into the sixth, seventh round the next year, and then they perform again. Then all of a sudden, they become a second or first round pick again the next year. It's like, you know, people fall in and out of love with people. Who is their backup in the team? It shows you how... It's Sean Renfrey. It's Renfrey? Sean Renfrey. He's the only other quarterback on their roster. Great. Yeah, that's right. They let go of TJ Yates, and he went to Houston. Houston, and played well. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Buccaneers side of the ball. How about Dougie Martin? Dougie. He ran well. I mean, it's, it's a bummer he didn't have a touchdown. It's a bummer he didn't have to catch more passes out of the backfield last week, which I th- thought he might do. But uh, he, the guy's been a, a stud this year. Plain and simple. It's going to get paid. And wow, I mean, watching him run, he is, uh, wow, he, he's fun to watch now again, too. I mean, when he's breaking away, he's even gotten more speed than I remember him having early in his career. So uh, he's uh, he's a special thing to watch. And granted, the, the Falcons aren't giving up many yards per carry, per se, but they are giving up a shitload of touchdowns. And uh, this is the type of game I see Martin kind of taking a little control. What yeah, do you guys think here? I, I, I kind of agree. I mean, the thing that, that is so bothersome for me is, is Mike Evans. This guy has so much damn potential. You know, I'm, was the bigger, such a big backer of him in, in the preseason and everything. And we were talking about when we were watching him play last year. Oh, my God, look how this guy made Johnny Manziel. You know, it wasn't the other. You could just tell the way that he was fighting for balls last year and, and making ridiculous catches. And it seems to me now that he's kind of, I think he got into his own head. And he's thinking that he's like all this, that, and the other thing. Because now every single time I watch him play, and I always, I got the three TVs, and so I'm always flipping through and I'm watching drives. He's complaining on every single play. Yeah. Like, stop complaining and catch the flipping ball. But I can't, I, I haven't had a receiver on my fantasy squad. Like, I have Mike Evans on my squad this year. Mm-hmm. Where I see a ball go up. And I actually have to say, please catch it. Yes, every time. I, I, every single every time. Every time. I have not had a player on that uh, like that on my team ever. I usually have guys who catch the ball no matter what. And, I mean, they're NFL players. Usually they will. But there are those guys that have the dropsies and stuff. And Evans is one of those hardcore this year. And I, it's, it's tough to figure out. It's disturbing because I want to tell you this. Let's say he... Not, not, not say he catches all the drops that he had. Let's say he catches half of the drops that he's had. You want to know how good Jameis Winston's going to look? Oh, my. 
James Winston would probably have about three 300-yard games. Instead of having all these one-touchdown games, he'd have at least two or three, uh, two and three touchdown games. So, you know, all of these things are affecting it. And you look amazing how James, when he had the five-touchdown game, when he finally got other people to throw the ball to, and they caught the ball. Why do you think? It's, is it surprising that Evans is not catching touchdowns? And he's still getting chances in the red zone. It's not like he's not giving him the targets. Jameis is, uh, by the way, he's, he's better than I thought he was. Yeah, I mean, he early in the season was exactly what I thought he would be. To, to be quite honest, uh, turnover prone. Yeah, turnover. Yeah, exactly. But he's gotten better as things have You know have what they said about him? That he's like the best since Peyton Manning. About they put the film in front of him. What what defense is this? Recognizing all the things, he's like off the charts. That's awesome. When it comes that's, to football IQ, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's shown on the field. I mean, the market, the marked improvement that I have seen out of this kid is it's impressive. I I got to hand it to him, and I'll admit when I'm wrong. I mean. I did think that he was just going to, I didn't think he was going to be a bust bust, but I didn't think he was going to be anywhere close to, uh, you know, the you know all the accolades that everybody was giving him already. It's, not it's not Andre Ware, maybe closer to Achilles Smith. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> fantasy-wise, he's QB 13 in standard scoring leagues. He's, you yeah. know, one of those streaming options. Last time he took uh, on the Atlanta Falcons, he scored nearly 20 fantasy points. He has yet to have a game with under double-digit fantasy points. Yeah. He has yet to have a game with under 12 fantasy points, which is something almost no other quarterback in the league can really say, outside of, like, Carson Palmer um, and Tom Brady. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I was noticing that as well. It's, it's extremely impressive what he's done. Uh, granted, he has had, uh, you know, a handful in between the, you know, the 12 uh, to 14, 15 mark, which have been basically boosted because he's had a rushing touchdown to add to it. But hey, that's part of the game. You get that rushing touchdown, it gives you an extra six points. It takes you out of the single-digit range and into the double-digit range, which helps. So, I don't know, moving on, I guess, I, last things to say, I have no idea what's going to happen with Austin Safarian Jenkins this we week. We never do. I am not putting him in my rankings at all this week. So get until him in the, the final second. Until they say, all right, he's playing or he's not. Because okay. they've been saying he's going to play every single week. I'm not believing it until I see it this week. Cameron Brady has been doing really well in his, in his stead. Uh, he's gotten more targets the last couple of games than he had coming in. Uh, I think he had four or five last week. Caught a nice touchdown. Uh, a couple uh, touchdown each of the last couple of weeks. He's not a bad streamer in this one. Atlanta is not the greatest against tight ends. So uh, that's actually a pretty good call. All right, let's go to the next game. Seahawks at Vikings. Uh, you know, just start out quickly by saying looks looks uh, like Dunsville for Jimmy. Jimmy Mack, you better hurry back. <laughs> he gone. He gone. They're saying he will be ready for the start of the next season. So, whatever that means to you. Take it with a grain of salt. You know, it's a long time away. But let's worry about this fantasy season. So, I guess we'll be seeing a lot more of Luke Wilson. We'll also be seeing more of this offense that doesn't revolve around one player, which might make them better. You know what? Think about this. When they finally had uh, Lynch get hurt, and then Rawls steps in, and it's not revolving around Rawls, right? And let's be honest. This offense never, in the passing game, revolved around Jimmy Graham. Yeah, they, they tried to find ways to try to get him involved in the offense, but he's not a different... He just it's, I don't know what it is, but it, it's gone. Whatever Jimmy had. This offense will run better with Luke Wilson because it'll then now you're going to get more of the Russell Wilson games because now you're going to allow Russell Wilson to be more Russell Wilson. You're going to allow him to roll out. 
Go run, Russell. Take off. You may, you may get some of these 70, 60, 80-yard games out of Russell, and the rushing touchdowns may come back as well. So who's going to pick up the slack in the receiving game? I'm not buying all the way 100% on Doug Baldwin. Uh, it's going to be a mishmash of different guys that pick He's up. had a couple huge games, though. I know. A couple. Are you talking about Baldwin? Yeah. Oh, this guy in my league, I was texting him because his team's been playing horribly and he had bad weeks. Like, I know, dude. I should have started Baldwin. Like, no, you shouldn't have. <laughs> we got deep benches. Like, don't even say that. There was never even a... There wasn't even... You, you didn't even think up, of that. You would have picked up seven players off the waiver wire right. before playing Baldwin. <laughs> Cracked up. The thing is, with Russell Wilson, maybe he just doesn't like having a top target. Maybe he just likes being that ball distributor. Maybe he likes sort of scanning, you know, taking his time, picking up the best, you know, matchup. If nothing's really open... You know, it's running for five yards. Maybe that's how he's best as a quarterback. That's how he's looked best in the last couple games when they've sort of moved the focus off of just forcing targets to Jimmy Graham because that was obviously not working. But, you know, Luke Wilson's shown some flashes if you're looking for a replacement for your... But but here's the fact. But I, I, don't, I don't think you're looking to him as a replacement because even with Jimmy Graham, the tight end was not very featured in this offense. So It was the year they won the Super Bowl. With Luke Wilson, yeah, it was it was spotty. Yeah, it's a nice you had a, you had a it's couple nice, not a couple of nice plays. Yeah, you had a couple, a big play here, a big play there. You didn't get a consistent game. But that's well, all tight ends are now. Is yeah, like, but when you spotty. talk about they're like a girl, the first girl on our goddamn period, man. Like, I, oh, God <laughs> gracious! I held in earlier some Russell Wilson Sierra virginity lines. Uh, how about Tim Tebow getting dropped for his virginity? It's nice. <laughs> okay, moving back to the actual thing that matters. <laughs> I'm just saying, when you're looking at a lot of tight, there's so many tight ends out there. There are plenty of tight ends that are available to grab. Luke Wilson in that offense is not going to be my first my first choice. And I like Jermaine Curse, who had the two touchdowns. Right, you're not going to be counting on that. You're not going to be getting the crazy yardage. It's going to be Rawls and it's going to be Wilson. Last thing on Graham, if you have him on a dynasty team, get rid of him now. Do something to get rid of him. Get him for everything that you can get right okay. now. That PCL injury is going to end his career. As a six foot seven man trying to carry that around and repair that PCL, it's the worst injury you can have as a football player. He's gone. He's done. He was nothing on Seattle anyway. Get rid of him and get everything you can for. Okay. Well, I was, uh, remember PCL is what uh, Victor Cruz had yeah. a couple years ago, and it's what a couple of these other guys. That's one of those big debilitating football injuries. Yeah, you is just, that the you one that they, they drill? They they fix it by drilling in and having the cartilage and stuff. That, what's that surgery called again? It's uh, I don't it's know. It's the one that starts microfracture. Microfracture. It's the one. It's the one when uh, bones comes back in Star Trek. Yeah. Goes, what the hell is this medieval science around here? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god! Please, <laughs> just don't ever do Star Trek. Oh, oh no! You can do Star Wars. Do <laughs> the whole Jar Jar Binks. No Star Trek. We'll, we, we'll kick. We're gonna kick your. We're gonna kick you kick off. the bow birdie yeah. out of you. You call this a party? The beer is warm. The women are cold, and I'm hot under the collar. <laughs> that was risky back in the '30s. That was. All right, let's go to the Vikings. Yeah, we're not talking about the wide receivers. Rawls, you're playing. Let's just move on. To what the about, other what about what about Rawls? Yeah. You mean Peterson? No, no. I was just well, saying. Well, no. For Seattle, Seattle, Rawls. By the way, is, yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah. It's good. He's good. Many beasts. Tough matchup. And, and he gets. It is a tough matchup, but he gets enough. It, two weeks ago, he had a super tough matchup, uh, tougher than Minnesota. He gets enough touches that he does something with them, and I don't know. Uh, yes, Minnesota. Who, who did the uh, Vikings play this week? 
Who but, did they? Yeah, who did they just play? Running back had a big game. Falcons? Yeah. They played the Falcons? Ty- oh, yeah, Ty- yeah. Coleman yeah. Had, Tyler Coleman had a nice game. Okay They're not, game. They're not in pe- 100 True. yards. He's, he's, he's not point. an impenetrable uh, defense. I like I like a lot what Rawls can do against the Vikings. Absolutely. If and, Tyler and, Coleman can do it. He said, yeah, I mean, he gets a ton of touches, and that's the volume. That's the name of the game here. Minnesota, you're playing AP. And I, I guess the only other player that you'd really truly think about is is Rudolph, simply because uh, the Seahawks do, I guess, give it up, as I say. You're uh, not digging digs? No, not at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I remember saying it about three, four weeks ago. As soon as they realized that he was the number one receiver, everybody treats him like the number one receiver, and he's not a number one receiver. So the stats immediately go down. When he was putting up all those stats, he was being treated like the second, even third receiver. He was being treated as an unknown. Exactly. And now that you know him, and now that you've studied him, and now that he's the de facto number one on that team because everybody else is sucking, uh, he's being guarded like it, and he's just doing nothing. So that's, that's just why the way it's going to roll. And that's why you've seen Kyle Rudolph start to have a, a bigger role in the offense in the last few weeks as well. Yeah, that's true. You know, because, and, and finally... Matchups too. Well, but they're also finally using him in better routes, getting him the ball where he can actually run with it afterward, and he's actually showing some athleticism from a guy that seemed like every catch was going for about six yards. They're doing something with the seam with him, finally. They're getting him moving down the field. But there's something with him, and it's, it's, it's a him, it's a Rudolph, Thing. He kind of stops when he catches the ball. He kind of can't really catch it. He went, even when they're in the seam to catch the ball, he kind of like stops and then gets going again. Like, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Grab it like one well, fluid motion well, and gets more they, yards. They do say in the locker room that, that you never see him, you know, walking down the street chewing bubble gum at the same time. You know, he's not a multitasker. No. Well, right. one of the things he's uh, he's injured. He gets injured quite a bit, and he's afraid of the hit. He's not very good at taking those hits. He yeah. gets injured, and I, I don't think he's a big take-a-hit guy. So I, I think that that's what he does. He looks around, he grabs that ball, and makes sure that he's not going to get hit, and then he keeps moving. <laughs> out of it's all bummer, of our team here, Houdini's definitely the best out of the four of us at taking hits. <laughs> <laughs> moving along. Let's go to the next yeah. game. Uh, 49ers right. at... Chicago, I'm going to be at that game with my nephew. It's going to be a good time. So you now that Blaine Gabbard is playing good football, you're going to go to the game? Because you made a point to say that you were not going That's to the fucking game last week. I know. But you want to know what happened? <laughs> I had already paid for the ticket. So I give my ticket away so that Stavish can give it to clients. Or do I throw another 175 bucks and make a lifelong family memory? I chose for the latter. I'm taking my little nephew, my godson. Yes, that does mean I'm a god. It means I'm a father and a god, because I'm a godfather. Um, but we're going, to, we're going to the game together. It was just better off. The the opportunity of me selling it wasn't happening. So I figured I'd throw a little more money down and get another ticket. Happy. Hey, godson, you want to go watch some Gabbert and some Sean Drawn? Okay. This is what I said. I'll bring the weed and I'm buying you beers. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Godson? Is uh, graduated from high school? Now he's in. We're going to be puffing one batters and <laughs> slamming back, uh, as, as Stags would call them, Bud Lattes. <laughs> All right. Excuse me. Somebody needs to see Oh, I've been careful too long. Well, now that you brought that up, just how long have you been careful? How long have you been careful? Too long. Too long. Too long. Throwing all my carefulness to the wind. Sean Drun. Craziest thing I saw today was 
Sean Drawn staff projections according to Yahoo. And it was 12 fancy points. So there's that. Well, I think he had seven point. He had he's had three starts now. I think he had seven point five, eight point five, and nine point five, or somewhere thereabouts. Seven point five, eight point four, nine point six, somewhere in that range. Roughly. I'm gonna guess he's gonna get right around eight point five. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. But he's gonna do so on what, like twenty six touches, because they have no, no one else. He, has he got played it. every single snap last week. Do you want to know how many touches he got that first that first game? Twenty. You know how many touches the second one? 20. 20. You know how many the third? 21. 22? 20. Oh, 20. <laughs> he's small, I'm guessing he's dude. getting 20 touches for 8.5 <laughs> fantasy points. I, I see him, dude. He, he's not a big guy. He's, no, he's not. He's real slight. No, he's a practice squatter. <laughs> I'll tell you this. He's, he's not a starting NFL running back. Sorry, we missed it. I missed mention of this on the first game, but I'd rather see Sean Drons, who sounds like kind of a rapper name, than Big Sean and whatever the hell that crap oh, that was. That was awful. That was the worst halftime music I've ever seen. Oh my god! In Detroit, right? Oh yeah, the Detroit. Oh I mean, my That god. was. It was. It was almost like he was trying to punk the rest of the industry and get a rapper never hired for a halftime show again. Yeah. That was the worst I've ever seen. Embarrassing. Talking, talking about drugs. So making, embarrassing. I made it with selling the drugs. It's like. Every, the With a bunch channel, of little kids following yeah, him? <laughs> the kids are running around like this. The music was like a guy on like a Casio like going like this and a drummer that wasn't even hitting or plugged. It was atrocious. I don't know what the hell that was. That Big was, Sean, you got no talent. That was Detroit. True. D-Town. Put, put Bob Seger in there. <laughs> Ted Nugent. All right, so I, I guess it's San Fran. Uh, Gabbard has been playing well. Yeah. I, I got to admit, he's, he's been playing well. It's listen. It's nothing extraordinary. He's not blowing minds or anything. He's not blowing up, uh, you know, uh, fancy waiver wires at all. But he's been playing okay. Uh, do I think that San Fran sticks in this game a little bit? Yeah, I, I think that they can hang in this game a little bit. I think the Bears end up taking it. Uh, fantasy wise, I just don't. I don't know. It's, it's it, look. It's a sluggo game, right? Because the the Bears are playing close with everybody. You know, like all the games that they've lost, it's all been like three point losses or something like that. They're 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 in every game. So, and they're also they're so they're not getting blown out. They're not allowing like the crazy yardage, and they're not giving up the crazy touchdowns. You know, as far as like passing yards against, that's not no one's hardly passing against them because they're trying to run against the Bears. Yeah. So Osweiler had a decent game, but it wasn't outstanding by any means. No, I think the only thing the Bears are averaging giving up was like I, I, I look at it. I think it was like less than two hundred and like two hundred twenty yards passing a game. I think something like I that. Think, I think four They're, podcasts ago, I got angry at, at all you guys because I was I was defending the Bears so hard in that defense. Their they, defense is Vic a lot Fangio better. Is making the difference. I mean, there yeah. is something to say about coaching and, and and the philosophy and what they're doing. And look. They've been playing well in these last few weeks, too, without Pernell McPhee and without some of these other guys, uh, key guys on the defense. So um, I, I think McPhee is supposed to get back into the into the He played last week. week. Yeah. But he wasn't, yeah. wasn't super effective. I think he's going to get back to True. being to the guy that he was earlier in the season. Porter's been playing outstanding. Well, and, and they're getting good play out of McClellan, too, surprisingly. Yeah. So you just have a good coaching up going on on that, on that side. You have a team in, in San Francisco that they've gotten rid of all the people that were the, the loud, obnoxious guys in the locker room, and now you you just have pretty much a bunch of team players, but you have a bunch of practice squad team players. So, But they're playing hard. So you, it kind of matches on both both sides here. So you got 
good energy on both sides. Both teams trying to resurrect something that they've had in the past and, and, and bring back to their glory. I think it becomes a good game, but I think it's going to be a lot of the, the 20 carries that you're talking about there. It's going to be the Bears doing a lot of the, the running and, and, and mixing it up on the, on the offensive end as well. I feel like we're trying to sell a shit game to somebody. Yeah, like, listening to this is like, I want to go like this. It's like, are, are you painting gold you're, on crap? You're going to it. It's going to be a shit game. You're not going to see a lot of big plays and, and crazy things happen. I agree. I'm going for the memories. <laughs> okay. Sean drawn 8.5 points. Gabbert, uh, 13.2, 12.1. Uh, Bolden, 9.3 because he catches seven balls for 93, 93 yards. yards. <laughs> That's pretty much his, his due. Uh, Torrey Smith, one catch for t- 12 yards. Uh, Quinton Patton, two catches for 13 yards. Vance McDonald, maybe. Seven has... catches for 62 yards. No, nah, the Bears Man, are actually wow. pretty good against... Uh, the, the, 5.1 against fantasy the t- points okay, allowed to talk, opposing We're done talking yeah. about this one? Yeah, we're done talking. Bears. Bears. Side of the ball. Well, Bears. Let's hurry up. One of the big things about the Bears is that they have a two-headed monster in that backfield that's going to control this game, and they're going to use them, and they're going to use them really well together. Uh, I think Lankford actually takes it on this one. I think Lankford's more of a touchdown uh, guy than easily a more of a touchdown guy than Forte has ever been, to be quite honest. Forte's never been a big touchdown Forte's guy. Forte's been a pretty dang good goal line rusher in his career. No, actually his goal terrible. line rushing metrics are awful. He just got all the volume. Well, because yeah, they had nobody else there to run the ball because it was Michael Bush. Or it was, do you remember Martin? how we used to talk about how terrible he is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, like <laughs> two and three, year, even four years ago, we're like, oh, you know, you yeah, get, you get two good years of a, of a guy, you, you forget. You forget. Yeah, no, it's. I think Langford's going to be getting that work down there, and it showed in the last game, too. I mean, he's the one who actually got it into the end zone. So I think that uh, Langford ends up with a few more fantasy points than... Uh, uh, than Forte does as it goes with the receivers. Jeffries, uh, uh, Jeffrey, I think, will have a really fine game. Other than that, Bennett is the question. Will he be back or not? If he isn't, uh, then I, I guess Can our Cutler new guy, our points? new old guy, Zach Miller, will have a good one. Can Cutler score points in this game for Yeah, us? Cutler could definitely score points, and he will score points in this game. I, I think he's going to have a, 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 an outstanding game, actually, a top 10 game, personally. All right, I like it. Let's move on to another game we're going to breeze through. And that's going to be the Jaguars at the Titans. I don't think they're going to be wearing that uh, that color rush, those uniforms this time the around. The Titans were good. Jaguars, not so much. <laughs> yeah, the, well, the Titans played well in the first half. In the I was talking half. about their jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. I thought you were talking about the last game they played. I'll shut up. Been a lot of the, 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 the mono weird jerseys, green, the, the gang greens. The uh... I think they're kind of cool. I'm still in, I'm still into them. I the guess red, was it was color, it, was it the color, the line people. Was the like, mustard was the worst. Yeah, I thought that was still kind the, of dope. The, the, all, really the all red was kind of weird too. The buffalo, I like that. You mean the Patriots throwbacks? <laughs> yeah, that did look very Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like those uniforms. I like what Nike's doing. You know, stretch, uh, stretch the envelope or whatever the hell that thing's called. Stretch Armstrong. Stretch Armstrong. Uh, but I will say this, and this is what I'm going to talk about with the Jaguars is Yeldon. We keep talking about how he's going to have a good game and get it and have the opportunity. And I've been burned on him once or twice this year. I, I, I can't I can't buy into it until I see it yet. He's just he's just can't he's just not getting it done. It's not up. him. It's not him that's not getting it done. It's, it's the, the coaching, coaching staff. <laughs> Nine carries, and then they won't give him anything near the goal line. Yeah, it, it, it's 
the goal line it's stuff. Dumb it the, goal, really the goal line stuff. In the, in the, inside the 10, I have no idea what they're playing college. I have no idea really what the hell they're doing at all. But the fact is that Alan Hearns is going to be out this game. So they're going to have to use Yellen. They're oh, going to have to use him don't, more. I can, I, can I? Hold on. Go ahead. I've been buying into this podcast and playing him. You know what? I'm not even buying my own words. I have him down at like 27. Okay. In my rankings this week, so Good. don't don't worry about Keep it. I'm not even buying my own words here. I mean, it's not a great matchup for them, but last time they played, eight point two fantasy points. What do you have last week? Eight point two fantasy. Yeah. Like he's gonna get you eight fantasy points. He's gonna he's, get you eighty total yards, and he probably won't score you a touchdown. You just have to live with that. If that, you know, he's a flex play. I can't live with that. That's not acceptable. He's, yeah, he's, that's not. Well, here's not the thing: is that Tennessee is good on defense as is. They're going to bunch the line a little bit more without Hearns out there. So I don't expect Yeldon to do as well. He actually looked good in the last game they played a couple weeks ago. Uh, but uh, I just don't expect it to be the same thing. Uh, he's not going to have quite the same game, especially away from home. What, what's the effect, though, for Allen Robinson? Because I would expect that he's going to see an extra amount of targets in this game. But Tennessee has been you know, also very good... And, and, and slowing down passing games, they, they don't allow. They just you know, slow down everything. They slow down everything. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, I don't think he finishes in the top ten this week. I think it's a, it's really close, uh, but he's going to get a ton of targets, and when you get that many targets, you got to do something with them. So I and he's a talent enough, and he's tall enough to go up and contest for balls no matter what happens. So he's going to get some some of the points. They're just going to have to mix and match with the other guys out there. I mean, they're going to have to get Rashad Green going. Maybe even get a Marquise Lee out on the field and do something without him getting injured from, you know, maybe t- he'll be out there for two quarters. You know, <laughs> that'd be great. But Julius Thomas, I think, is the one who's going to uh, benefit the most. Probably. Who who, was, who did me right in DFS last week. That guy, is, he's, he's on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Here's one thing I'll say about Allen Robinson. Besides uh, ODB, he is making an unbelievable catch. Yeah, he is. He's making one play per game that's like, how the friggin' hell did that guy just come down with that? Every at once a week where it's just like, dude, that guy's that guy's magnetic to the ball. Yeah. Yeah, San Diego was absolutely smothering him, but he made plays on his own. Yep. Yeah. Plain and simple. And he will. He'll the coverage was awesome. Uh Titans yeah. side of the ball. Uh Antonio Andrews will still get the bulk. They say they want to get Cobb, uh, you know, more carries. That the game plan was four to get him more carries, but he still only got, I think, three for eight yards. That's pretty much what he's going to do. I hate to say it, that they're not going to give him the ball more. Uh, it's still going to go to Antonio Andrews. Kendall Wright was working his way back in, nothing special. I think Marcus Mariota does have a good game in this one, though. He's athletic enough to beat this type of defense. He did so in that first game. Uh, he was looking good doing it. They're challenging the receivers. Uh, to, to step up and make some plays, and I can see him doing it. Delaney Walker is also a great play in this one. Because I'm what, working what do you got, my Stag? way you got back to you, Always. babe. Valverde. Say, uh, maybe I better open a charge account, eh? You got us some references? Well, the only one I know around here is you. That's no good. You'll have to pay cash. I mean, I think Delaney Walker's the guy every week. He's their best goddamn receiver, and it's not even close. I was like watching a, 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 a porn scene with a, a, a midget exploding. I love it. <laughs> I'll be the midget, I'll be the explosion, I'll take it. Oh, wow. It is a Delaney Walker show there. They're singing like Cher Sharon, and Sonny songs, aren't they? Oh boy! That's all I got for this game. <laughs> we can move on. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all there is. Delaney, Delaney, Texans, yeah, Delaney. Texans and Bills. 
Um, I thought you were talking about your old neighbor Delaney. No, that's another oh, streamer. <laughs> I miss Delaney. No, I didn't say right. either. Wish her a happy Thanksgiving. That's right. Oh, wow. Houdini. I don't. I, I don't know which one of you guys is going to bang her first. <laughs> you guys both blocked each other out, and Stags went in there for the hot shot. Oh, I wasn't on that at all. That was all you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was watching the. I was watching the humping up right above your apartment. If you remember yeah, that, I do. I yeah. Know. What do you? He remembers that yeah. with his video camera. There we go. Do you want to remember it together after the show? No, I don't want to do that. Personal preference. All these open windows. No, thank you. Texans at Bills. Let's get there. Well, I, I, I mean, the what? Texans have been uh, extremely tough on defense as yes. of late. This is one of the, those games where, you know, Tyrod Taylor has been very disappointing. You know, after that, that fast start that he had, you're, you're not getting, uh, he's had... He's a top five no, quarterback last dude, week. He had a big yeah, week. last week. week last that was week, after five games with one or fewer touchdowns. Okay, so I'm not talking about one week. I'm right, talking about right, the length right, of, right, and breadth yeah, of this season. So, he got off the side in the big way. Yeah, that was a huge game last week. Congratulations. Houston... Over their uh, an average of just 203 passing yards per game over their last uh, four games, with 228 yards being the most that they've allowed. So good luck. That team is playing ridiculously tough. JJ Watt is on fire. I'm just saying, you know, you you, you look at what they're doing and how hot they're playing and how strong that defense is. I don't really don't like Lashawn McCoy. I really don't like Tyrod Taylor. I'll take. Sammy Watkins just because of the sheer volume that he's going to get. But everybody else in that team, I'm staying away from. I will tell you that I think that the only player I would play on this team right now in this game is uh, LaShawn McCoy. And that's because of volume. Playing it so he's going to get the volume. You can run on Houston. Houston. That's the only thing that you can kind of do against them still. You you haven't been able to pass on them lately. They are getting to the quarterback. They have been playing outstanding defense. This is the exact defense that I thought they were... They were they would play the whole season, but it's in Buffalo. McCoy has been eye test alone, outstanding, just off the charts, outstanding. He could stretch a defense. He could do a lot of different things. They can hold back a Watkins. Watkins is the type of guy that they can hold back a little bit. Um, I don't. And Watkins but that's the reason like why that. Tyrod Taylor was having such a tough time for a bunch of weeks because Watkins was injured. I mean, McCoy point. The Houston Texans have not allowed anybody to have in their last four games more than 90 yards rushing. Agreed, but look and at those rushes. Total yards. Total yards. Look he's at those rushes. Th- like, he's just going to get it done over total yards. He's going to get you, like, 100 total yards. Like, he does every week it now. Yeah. Well, I understand, thing. but my, my point is this. It's like, when you're talking about, when you're thinking about, is this going to be the game like, like Adrian Peterson had last week? Is he going to have it? No. Not against his defense. I, I see... You know, there's some other guys out there running backs and matchups that I think have. Uh, look, you're not like I'm not saying here that you're saying you're not starting McCoy. I'm just saying temper some expectations. This defense is flying around right now. They're back in the title hunt, uh, uh, the hunt for their division now. Uh, well, everybody was, but now them in Indianapolis, who's also winning games with Matt Hasselbeck and quarterback, are playing good football right now. And that defense, though. When you're playing good defense, and at this time of year, when the weather gets to be what the weather gets to be, that's big. One thing I'll say about eye test with McCoy, it, it seems like he's banged up and like took a huge hit and a little bit like, oh, 
he's getting really hit. Um, so my eye test with him is I'm nervous that he picked the wrong sport. That guy, <laughs> that, that guy just seems, whenever I watch him, he's so good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, his no, speed, a, his elusiveness. But when I watch him, I like the eye test on everything, everything he does, you're spot up. on. He is a stud, stud, stud. But he gets clobbered because of the way he plays. And he just gets up and he's like, ugh. I don't God, think they're going to have Carlos Williams. Yeah. And I think that that makes a difference, too. That gives him an extra five touches, at least in the game, uh, if you ask me. I'll give you that. If so that, that, that just helps his, his fantasy points as is as well. And the one thing I was going to say about uh, Watkins is he had his explosion game, and let's be honest, he, that guy cannot put two games together. He just cannot do it. So uh, What do you got? But, <laughs> but. you got to play Sammy Watkins. I agree. Because over the last five games, he's been a top ten receiver. Except he's only played in four games in the last five, okay. over the last five weeks. And t- two of those games have gone for over 22 points. Yeah, the other two, two have been under four. That's, that's <laughs> but you, you have to play him. you got to play him. you got to play him because he's winning. For sure. It's like Deshaun Jackson on steroids right now. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm, no, just, no, I'm just saying this. Let me hearken back to, remember how T.Y. Hilton had abused the Houston defense? I'm starting T.Y. Hilton. But, I mean, I'm starting to Sammy Watkins. But do you remember when you yeah. said the same thing about Brandon Cooks last week? Didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I hate but it. New Orleans is also is a horrendous defense, and that team is, I don't know what's going what, on. What does that have to do with Brandon Cooks? Because, because the defense has to do with them not being able to stop anybody and keep the ball, and then their offense gets put behind the eight ball, and that's they get taken out of their we'll game. We'll talk to them when we get to them. What do you think about uh, DeAndre Hopkins in this one? Oh, I love him. I guess Buffalo's pass defense is, is is weak. I think Cecil Shorts is is banged up again. Isn't it, isn't that right? Yeah. A little bit. And Nate Washington seems to be falling off a little bit. I think they double him, and I think Gilmore does a fine job against them in this one. I think that Hoyer has hit his uh, hit his wall. I think that's about it for Hoyer. He he had some incredible games earlier this year. He's terrible on the road. You look at his stats over the course of the season. Uh, it's like. 20 points at home, 22 points at home, and then like four or eight <laughs> or six He's on the road. Joe Flacco-itis? Exactly. And certain, certain players just have that. They just they play well at home. They get, the crowd gets behind them, and they're awesome with the, you know, with the cheers and everything. And then you get people yelling, and nobody can hear them you know, yelling off the counts and all stuff like that, and they get flustered. That's kind of the way he, uh, he's rolling, and that's the way he has been rolling. I don't see... Houston just doing much at all on offense. The Bills, you got to remember, listen, they have not played up to par on their defense this year, but they do have a very good defense that can dominate if given the right game. Houston doesn't have an incredible offense by any means. They can be handled, and I think they the looked incredible handled. last week and the week before that, the week before. Like Houston's just sort of hit the switch. I don't even know where it came from, but maybe they're fueling off their defense. You know, something, something's clicking there right now, and betting against Hopkins has always seemed like a bad idea. And the first, first, time, first, time I, first time I saw all season Hopkins not make that big play, he 
really, he should have caught that touch. He should have had that oh, touchdown. Yeah. And that was a 35-yard. It, it would have been yeah. a sweet play, but that's the play he makes. Sure, he catches it, chokes the thing down. It's like, I don't care what's hitting my arm. I don't care what's going on. I'm getting my legs down. This thing's coming in. And he just kind of he, he didn't get his hands on it perfectly, and then he tried to get back in again. He got nudged. But, oh, that is a play that we've seen. That's, again. I'm that's, not, that's I'm what not he's made all season. Yeah. I know. I'm not shitting on him. I'm saying he's made. he makes them every career. time where you're like, all right, he's human. He's human. Yeah. He's, the yeah. nuke is human. But he's... Oh, I needed those He points. did kill my DF. I, I, needed him too. I needed my my Hoyer so bad. I just blew it with that one. That I was double so down. I had both those guys. I know. Too. I still won 150 yeah, bucks even having Hoyer as nice my work. quarterback. Nice work. I, had, I won 150 bucks having both nuke yep. and, and Hoyer. I didn't have yeah. nuke. Yeah, I, I, but good God. I won 11 bucks. Yeah, like, <laughs> I won five off my two dollar bet. <laughs> you know when I did this thing, Merle's like, I was out for uh, with Merle on Tuesday. He's like, yeah, I got five open slots for you on DraftKings. Go fill up a couple of them. Two winners, baby. There now, he, now he's blowing me up. He's like, what are we oh, doing? Are we carrying over? Are you cashing out? I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I've created oh, a oh, me. It's gonna keep yeah, coming, dude. You are not gonna hear the end of it. He loves. <laughs> Oh, it's out of control. Loves it. Out of control. Okay. Good lord. All right, let's go on to the uh, next game. Yeah, we can go to the next game. All right, Ravens at Dolphins. Uh, Don't like, by the way, I don't like uh, Clay or Griffin again. We'll throw the tight ends in there because you kind of talk about them. Griffin had a great game, but it's not a great matchup for him. Ryan Griffin, though, is a talent, like I said, about three weeks ago when he came off the IR. If you guys remember, I'm like, Ryan Griffin's back. It may not matter this game. He's yeah. he's good. He's the best tight end on that team, and I was so happy that... that Ryan Griffin is a dog. Yes. Who's dog? Peter Griffin's. Oh, gotcha. Nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, Charles Clay has been kind of off the map a little oh. bit lately, and I don't see him having a great game in this one either. Houston's normally very good against tight ends. I'd... Uh, I just don't see it being that great of a game for him. No, he's only had uh, more than uh, 50 receiving yards once in his last five games, and he has not caught a touchdown since week three. Yeah. Disappointing. Disappointing. Very disappointing. All right. So, all right. Moving on, Ravens-Dolphins. Well, I guess we'll start with the the Ravens, obviously. Let's start with Matt Schaub continues the streak streak. of throwing an interception pick six. How many is it in a row is it now? Like seven as, as games far, or something. Yeah, as far as I know, yeah, as far as I know, it's been a full season. But <laughs> it's what it seems like. It's just, it's like clockwork with the guy. It's it's absolutely unbelievable, and it wouldn't shock me if he did it again in this one. So I should start the Dolphins' defense again. It sounds like a good idea. <laughs> um, I mean, they're going to be without their running backs, basically. I mean, it's uh, Javorius Buck Allen, who actually did well, and I thought I made a pretty good call on that one. He uh, he turned in a nice nice performance against the Cleveland Browns. A little bit of a different monster. Miami, the beginning of the year, I would have said, yeah, dude, do not start anybody against that defense. But that defense has been, I don't know, it's gashed. gashed. That's a good (laughs) word for it. And if, I mean, he'll get his volume because I don't think they're going to trust Schaub to throw 50 passes. And, I mean, who's going to throw 50 passes to? So I mean, you gotta you gotta run your Devorius. You gotta run uh, your Buck Allen. So I think that he's actually a decent play this week as a, an RB two slash flex. Here's the only problem with that: you're trusting Mark Tressman to run the ball. It's not just running the ball; he gets the passes too. No, I know, but 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 he, he you know like this last game against Cleveland, 
Was he not running the ball pretty pretty good on Monday yeah, night? I mean, not bad, yeah. Not yeah. bad. Yeah. He was doing pretty good. But they only gave him 12 carries, I think it was. Yeah. They, a little Tressman, got seven. Tressman, too. I don't think, will ever give a running back, you know, running backs need 20 carries to break down defenses. Look what Adrian Peterson does in, in you know, yards per carry, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, and it just goes up. Sure. And it goes ridiculous in the fourth quarter because that's where he breaks his 50-yard touchdowns, 80-yard touchdowns, and goes goes berserk. Yeah. So, Mark Trustman just does not have that understanding in his brain and how he calls an offense to do that. And, and unfortunately, with Matt Schaub and with the inconsistent offense that they have, one of the best things that would be for Buck Allen, I think, would be for him to get 17 to 20 carries in the game and only need, need he only get five targets last game. What do you have? Four catches, twenty nine yards. Thank God he had a touchdown. Didn't do total damage. That was against Cleveland. That's true. I, I, I mean, so yeah, go ahead, Stacks. Miami's just as bad. I know they are. It's a they have allowed the know. second most rushing yards to running backs in the league. So if you know if you're riding Buck, I think he's a flex play. I think he's a running back too. I wouldn't expect the world because I just don't trust that Mark Trustman is going to yeah. do anything correctly. Agreed. I'm not disagreeing with, yeah, with no, that. Yeah. I just think he's going to be in the eight range of 18 to 20 touches because he's now their number one back, and you know they're going to give some to Terrence West. West seven t- carries. And I gotta week. say, he looked, he looked good. good. Well, that was the old <laughs> team he was playing against too. Yeah, that's true. Revenge factor. Yeah. Well, he's uh, also playing to stay in the league at this point. He got called up from the practice. <laughs> Squad. Okay, I mean he's playing to stay in the league, and he was a, an early round pick. He's a. T- I mean, I, I don't. I don't know the guy personally. But yeah, already this season. No, exactly. No, so no, I mean, he's got... playing for his, his NFL life at this point. So he's going to. It's not just against his old team. He's playing for his life. Yeah. You're going to do it against a, a defense that have played pretty poor this the whole season in every aspect, but especially against the run. Uh, Shaw, you're not going to trust. Gilmore is a very mediocre, but I don't I don't see him as much of a, an option. Aiken has been doing well, but uh, I, I, I wouldn't trust anybody else at this point. Yeah, Moving a- on to Aiken, the adult. Aiken's interesting though, just because of the fact that Schaub targeted him. Okay, Chris Gibbons yep. was starting to get a nice rapport going on with Joe Flacco, Flacco yes. and he was getting six, seven, eight, nine targets in some games. That's not going to happen anymore for, for, for Givens. The arm's very different. Givens got three targets in the last game. He caught the one big pass. But yep. it's like that's that's all you're going to get from him from now on. So he's relegated to that. Aiken got ten targets. He was – they seemed to be yeah, pretty, catches, working yeah, pretty well together. 90 yards, touchdown. Yeah. That's the guy that you want to start in this one. And he's a, he's a fair play as a – uh, I wouldn't call him a wide receiver flex. two, a wide receiver, three, wide receiber three slash wide receiver three flex. flex or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm with that. Did I say flesh? Flesh. <laughs> flesh. <laughs> flesh. Flesh light? Uh, flesh light. Uh, wow, I can't believe he just blew <laughs> that, that one that's what he that, said, that, was a, that was a stag party. Is that anyone? I gotta be honest. I, I don't own one. I've never used one. Have any of you guys ever used a flashlight? No. No. <laughs> Anybody know anybody that's old? No, there? but I think Stags has been to a few sad parties with a fleshlight. I bet you if I think of like all the people I know, I bet you I know some perverted son of a bitch who's got a fleshlight. <laughs> I mean, really? I'm sure I do. Right. I'm shocked it's not one of the dirtbags in the room with me right now. Seriously. I'm surprised. You know what? If I press on record right now, it's going to be a different conversation. because you know what? I was too poor. If we press on record, you're going up to your room and you're bringing it down. I want to see that fucking thing. Weren't they like... 
number one, I don't have I don't have enough balls to go into like a store and buy one. Of those <laughs> number two, I, I no comment on your balls. I have yeah, not happening. Number two, I would have no problem two, going into a store and buying I, I five never, of them. I, I never in the, in the recent past had sixty bucks to spend on uh, on discreetly having one mailed to me either. So <laughs> well, I'm just gonna say one thing. Sometimes you gotta DIY. You gotta build your own fortress. <laughs> Wow. You get a flashlight, you get some putty, you throw some aqua lube in the thing, and you make a part of yourself. It's fucking 13 bones. Who says he needs 60 bucks for this kind of enjoyment? Holy fuck. Holy crap. Uh, let's is go with aqua this. lube better than astroglide? No, that's what I meant. Okay. Aqua lube. Do you know what aqua lube is? I don't have no idea. Here, Do you have I, 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 I'm like, you don't throw aqua lube in because you know what an aqua lube is? That's when you take a shit when you're in the ocean. That's an aqua lube. An aqua lube is in the lake or an ocean. You're walking around all of a sudden. So you're glad I didn't live and learn the hard way. Uh, <laughs> I got a story. Hold on. I got a story. Shit flows, man. I went to, yeah, I went to Raymeyer basketball camp. With this, and there was a lot of people. Tanny Stegman was there with me, and there was one guy who was a year younger than us who was there, and he aqua lubed it while we were all like in a contained zone. And the, the little plumper came up right next to him. Year younger, this is probably seventh or eighth grade. I tormented this fucking kid for all of high school. Just sitting there, like, had a look on his face, and then all of a sudden, a shit comes up right there. Like, Dude, what the hell are you doing? Aqua lubed it at camp in closed quarters. Never lived it down. I got a good poo story. We called this girl A.O. Poo. Whenever we saw her, she would eventually start saying A.O. Poo back to us because she had no idea what it meant. But basically, she got so drunk in college that she was throwing up and was wearing my buddy's uh, shorts uh, that she shit the shorts while throwing up. So we would call, just yell out A.O. Poo in the middle of parties, and then she would yell A.O. Poo back. No. And she was the poo girl. She didn't know. No she didn't one, know until no. we told her. And then she never talked to us again. Oh, my God. Until we never saw her again. Thank you. She might have transferred after that. Do you have her oh number? God. Dogs <laughs> going after the poo girl. <laughs> hey yo, poo. Does that shock anybody? Hey, no. It sounds like she's loose. Anyway, let's uh, moving on. Quit, now let's quickly talk about dolphins. dolphins. Are they're pretty poo like every once in a while? What about Devontae Parker? That's the guy everybody wants to fucking know about. Tannehill's gonna have a good game. You have him as a top right five now. quarterback. Yeah, he's gonna have a good. He's gonna have a really good. Actually, I moved him down to seven. Oh. Uh, but uh, he's going to have a really nice game against this Ravens defense that is just atrocious. I mean, they they they, they can't keep with any sort of speed. So first of all, they're going to have Stills out there uh, because uh, Rashad Matthews Rashad Matthews is hurt uh, for this game. So they're going to throw Stills out there. They're going to throw Devontae Parker out there, and uh, Jarvis Landry is going to have himself a nice day. This is going to be a speed offense type of game. And I think Tannehill's going to have himself a, a, a nice little field day against this fucking Ravens piece of shit uh, AEO poo secondary. <laughs> AEO, AEO, is that a, a frat or a, or a no. sorority? No, hey yo. Oh, hey, oh, okay. Hey yo. <laughs> oh, hey yo. Oh, gotcha. Are we good? Are we getting to move on? Uh, what do you think about Lamar Miller personally? I mean, it all depends on the new offensive coordinator. They fired Bill Lazor because they want to run the wall more. So, yeah, he could be great. 
could be awful. He could be surpassed by fucking J.I.J.I. I have no idea. I have J or I have Lamar Miller as a flex, and I also have Jarvis Landry. It's my biggest conundrum of the week, but I'm thinking of going with Jarvis Landry over Lamar Miller. I would go with the Jarvis Landry over Lamar Miller. I think that they do try and get Lamar Miller a few more touches than he's been getting, but that means he's going to get about 12 or 13 as opposed to 9. Uh, literally. I mean, well, that's, and this that's is not a, the game that you're going to establish him as a runner in. No, but they're still going to try a little bit harder. Well, and but then, but that's so they'll try for the times. first quarter and a half, and then they're going to abandon it. Well, 13, like, maybe 12 or 13 The, the one thing that they're going to have is a potential benefit in this game is that the game could be close. Because I don't see Matt Schaub running away you know, with this game either. No, uh, n- n- so so you so that's good for Lamar Miller. It keeps him in the game longer. You know, as long as they're staying close, then they can they can rely on the type of thing that. If a team's going to run away with it, Miami's going to run away with it. I mean, that Baltimore defense is so bad. It's I couldn't you see this. Yeah, being but you know what? But Baltimore's been playing better. You know, they, they were getting they were so embarrassed. It's in, Matt in Schaub. You already have one touchdown. No, I know, you. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, you're right. You're right. I know. You're right. You're, you're right. Here's something that I'm starting to realize. I don't know how we can quantify this or turn it into a piece, or, but there are certain teams, players, and systems that shine when they've got when they're going up against something that's not as great. When when seasons are going bad and you're going up against garbage, there's certain situations where it's like, and Dalton's used to be the king of it, and actually has been maybe in the past couple weeks, but just like you know that in this situation. This guy is not scared of this team. This there's something about the whole brew that tells me I agree with you that the Dolphins and Tannehill can light it up in this because they're not scared of them and they played like shit and they're just gonna all they have this confidence of just be it's like playing against a team you're just not scared of and yeah, I, that's not, and the, just plus an there's easy nothing victory. on the line either. I mean Miami's pretty much out of it. I, I guess maybe at this point. Ask the Giants about easy victories against Washington last week. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't point. think Washington. I think Washington's a good team. I, well, I never thought that the was Giants didn't good. think that. I, I thought I didn't. Yeah. Washington. It's still, Washington has a little bit of pride, if you ask me. I don't. I don't see Baltimore having pride at all right now. They just don't. I mean, that was the luckiest ending to a game I've seen. In, well, in they a have long time. pride. Look, they're playing with all backups. They. Are, yeah. It's. 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 So this. This is all coaching and pride. So to me, that they're, they're playing hard. So was that the D League game that we talked about last week? Yeah, pretty did much. Did we call that the D League game? <laughs> I think we did. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. This is exciting to say. It's our last game of uh, for the early ones, and the NFL got it right this week a little bit. We do have four games in in the afternoon. They can only do it when they don't have a bye week, though. It's ridiculous. They didn't do it last week. They did last week because they had the Thanksgiving where they gave you three uh, games. That's a good point. That's a good point. Very but good still. point. Uh, still, it's right. You can still split it up. I, I, I have no idea why you can't go five and three or four. Are we just four. ever going to stop harping on this? No, subject? I will never <laughs> stop. <laughs> At least <laughs> once a podcast. We're trying to change. We're trying to move the needle. Yeah. We're listening to this. That guy, that, yeah. old, that old crusty dude is, is listening to this show right now. He's like, you know what? Those fucking drunk, those drunk he assholes. speaks to me. <laughs> They're right. What have I been thinking? Come over here, kitty. Sit on my lap. All right, Bengals at Browns. Let's start with the towering Eifert. When Eifert, it comes out of my McManus. Is his arm going to be all right? Is he going to be able to... McManus. Uh, Lift it above his head? Yeah. That's that's certainly the hope. 
If Eifert uh, can get out there, he will. He's. I, I think that uh, this is one of those type of games. Like I, if I'm out there, I think some records could be set this year. You know, he's uh, he's still leading the league in touchdowns yep. at this point, and twelve three against this team last time they played. Yes. This is a game where I think he wants to get out there and he wants to uh, show what he's made of. And uh, you know, he's been, had some injuries in his past, and this is the type of situation where people are looking like. All right, are you a? I'd say it. Are you a man or your mouse? Are you a you know a, a penis or a pussy? Yeah, it's one or the other, and he's going to show that it, you know he uses afterlife. <laughs> Not Aqualoop. Not Aqualoop. Are you a man or a mouse? You put a piece of cheese down there, and you'll find out. Oh, he's so happy. He's so happy. I when you set me up with them, I, I I love when you set me up with them. I had no idea. I, I worked so hard for them. Who, who, who else set you up? This is a gala day for you. Well, a gala day is enough for me. I don't think I can handle anymore. A gala day. What do you want? Take you want a man? You want a man? Take one a year at this point. <laughs> Best part about the Groucho Marx days? No sexual, uh, no venereal diseases. Just you have sex with every girl on one. No, no drawbacks. No drawbacks. Now you gotta have a box of rubbers on you and stuff. <laughs> I think they had syphilis back then, didn't they? Let's go. <laughs> I don't know. No one got it. Or at least no one said they did. All right. What uh, else we got? <clears throat> Dalton? I, I th- actually have to tell you. Hang on. on. I, gotta, I gotta have one of my own. Val Verdes. Well, what do you say, girls? Are we all gonna get married? All of us? All of us. But that's big of me. Yes, and that's big of me, too. <laughs> <laughs> Duck soup. You're gonna enjoy it. You're gonna love the corn. All right. So here's what I think happens in this one. I think that Cincinnati just goes to the run game, plain and simple. I think they want to win. Just uh, let's just win this freaking game. Cleveland can be absolutely. Uh, the, I guess the word of the day is gashed. They can be gashed uh, to hell right through the Brown uh, town there. It's all day long, Jeremy Hill, if you ask me. I think, <laughs> sorry, I, I, you know, I got to throw the gash in the brown town in there. But I think it's a Jeremy Hill type of game where he just goes nuts. They say, you know what? You are an animal. You've been an animal for the last few weeks. Let's let you go loose on uh, Cleveland. Go nuts. Uh, you know, an animal, yes, but he hasn't had a 100-yard game this year. Last week was his best game, uh, averaging like 5.4 yards a carry, close to with 86 yards on, on 16 carries. But he's, you know, he's just not that much of a force. So to me, what I look at is, <laughs> I, Giovanni Bernard had a bad week last week. Okay, thank God he had, you know, the two only two receptions got the 51 yards, 10 carries for 16 yards. He did not get it done as a run. No, Hill is still getting the bulk of the carries. Yes. The Browns are a team that can be beat up on the ground, but the problem that I have with Jeremy Hill is that I don't see him breaking any of those big runs. You know, I know what he's becoming: the next Alfred Morris. And but he's not getting the hundred-yard games, or you know, that Alfred Morris got. He's he's giving you sixty, seventy because uh, you know he's like 
Alfred Morris maybe last year then. <laughs> you know, so it, where he's got some competition, he's, he's giving up carries, whether it's to a Roy Hillou or it's whoever, but Giovanni's a real threat to him. And those, the fact is, I think Hill is the guy that would be so effective when instead of getting 16 to 18 touches, he needs 20 to 25. Let him just know that he's the man, and I don't they see... They just don't have that. And they don't have that. That's not the way they're going to do it. I see. I think that this is the game that they do. Uh, listen, Cincinnati came into this season with the toughest rush schedule in the entire league. So it's not a surprise that Hill hasn't done as well as expected. That's It's really not that much of a, su- a surprise. But Cleveland has been awful. Absolutely awful. I mean, if you were watching Terrence West last week, Terrence West just... Was get I mean I hate using that word again, but seven for what was he seven for thirty five or something like that running five yards of carry for Terrence West. I know, really? but, but Jeremy, Hill, Jeremy is, Hill is in the first game of the year had nineteen carries and he's not had more than sixteen cents. So I just don't see him getting the bulk. Here's where I look at this game where I where I see potential. Also, look for Marvin Jones. Do you want to talk about a sneaky play? Here's why I like Marvin Jones as a sneaky play because he's that deep threat guy that they want to take the shot at. And maybe this. Because I think that A.J. Green gets all the attention. But the Browns have allowed the most pass plays of 40 yards or more than anyone in the league. 13 of them. So you're talking about Marvin Jones, who, who always gets, seems to be like two deep shots a game. Maybe they give him three deep shots a game, and he connects on one or two of them in this one. And it could be a, a, a fantasy. It's a boomer bust type of a guy. But you want the boom? That's this is the defense you want to take that boom shot out. Yes. He's your Terrence Williams of the week. with a broken collarbone, I'm better off. This is a boomer bust type of game for for all of them, for uh, for every single one of the they, guys. They Dalton, could be huge. They could be. Yeah. I think Dalton is is not going to be a boom game though. I mean, look, he had the 234 yards uh, and three touchdowns all to Eifert the last time these these teams met. Dalton is not. Has not been lighting it up at all as of late. He's been throwing about 260, 240, 230. You know, it's just, that's where he's ranging right now. And, the, and this offense is kind of sputtering. They're not putting anybody away. And AJ Green is not being the difference maker that we see. You yeah, know, he was just last week. On a weekly basis, you're not seeing this offense put. You, AJ Green gives you one game every four or five weeks right now, but he's sure. not. When you're talking about the top guys of the Odell Beckhams, and you're talking about the Julio Jones, and you're talking about the, these top guys, he's not just he's not performing like that. No, you're you're right. Let's, Let's talk. Stag, what do you got on about that? the Browns? Hold on, I want I want to hear Stag's take on Cincinnati because it's been kind of a it's AJ Green. Thing. I brought up, so go ahead. <clears throat> I mean, he did score two touchdowns last week. Yeah. That's pretty good football. Sixty-one yards, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not giving you yardage. They won. They didn't won the game thirty-one. I know the two touchdowns are fantastic. And it was early. It both both in the first. Quarter. He put the game away. Is basically what it was. So, so I want to hear the t- the take on this one. Remember last year when these two teams played, Jeremy Hill absolutely demolished Cleveland. Yes. So Eifert demolished them earlier this season. You know Dalton has been awful against Cleveland outside of the last game. I think your stat on the last time these guys have played. Dalton had gone three straight games without 100 yards passing against the Browns. Now, this Browns defense is nowhere near playing at that absolute level, but there's a chance every single Cincinnati offensive player could boom. And there's a chance, you know, half of them boom and half of them bust. This is going to be a good game for Cincinnati. Just pinpointing where it's at is a little bit harder. Uh, I I don't think they need much of Gio Bernard. I think it'll be more of a Jeremy Hill and then the play action to just the top guys. I think they want to establish, you know, A.J. Green a little bit more. I think they want to establish Jeremy Hill going into the playoffs. 
I mean, that, that's what they have going for them. Them getting their run game going going into the playoffs is go- going to make this offense even better than it is. This now. is the type of let's get back to basics game. This is uh, we're an ass kicking run game. Let's get Hill going. Let's get our studs going. Green and and Eifert. I think you're right. Half boom, half bo- half don't. Those are the ones I think boom. Going to uh, Cleveland side of the ball. What are you going to do there? Nothing. I hate to say it. I, I just uh, the I running love game. Austin Davis though. Who? <laughs> Austin Davis. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Austin hey, Davis. Is he still on the Rams? The third string <laughs> I don't on think the Rams? We can talk about this team for more than a, 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 a minute. Okay, it's, so it's, Travis got... Benjamin is, is fast as fuck, but I just don't see him doing anything against his Bengals uh, pass. It's not feet. the Ravens this week. Yeah, it's yeah, it's going against the Ravens. I mean, anybody who's fast could do something against that Ravens uh, makeshift defense. Against this Bengals defense, I don't see Benjamin being able to do much. I don't see anybody doing able to do much in this one. Actually, it was Crowell who stole the show over Duke Johnson last time that these two teams played. I don't see that happening. Crowell sucks. Wow, is he bad. He spends more time jittering around the backfield than any running back I've seen ever. Ever. I've never seen a guy never move forward until he just falls. This is dog talking about his boy. My boy. Hey, that's a good thing that I I admit when I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Come on. He looks a lot like Monty Ball. He does look Fuck. All right, next game. (laughs) Well, Gary (laughs) Barnage, you're starting him. Barnage is... Of course. Is Manziel going to be uh, the starter? I I think... They already named Austin Davis, so unless something changes... Oh, that's why you're saying Austin Davis. Got it, got it, got it. I actually read someone must have been fucking with people, but I read that Adam Schefter said that they dropped Manziel today. (laughs) And I kept looking, and I was like, really? Really? That seems like a weird time... Didn't see it anywhere else. So, so we can go win a playoff game. The, 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 the Browns have not done themselves any favors when it comes to Manziel because what's going to end up happening? Are you going to trade him? Or what are you going to get from him? Seventh round pick, sixth round, whatever pick Jerry Jones wants to give yeah. you yeah. is what you'll get for him. You'll, 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 if the most you're going to get would be a sixth round pick, so you've completely devalued the player already anyway. So he's devalued himself. Yeah, and so you're he's right. devalued himself, and they're, and, they're, and they're done with him when they're punishing him. So you know what? As far as like. Maybe how some things go, and it's maybe in the grand scheme of things, kind of like what happened with um, uh, Chris Carter when it was Buddy Ryan, uh, I think was his coach, when he was yep. in Philadelphia, and he was the crackhead that he exactly. was. Exactly. And he said, you know, I don't know, but he basically was like, caught him and said, caught him and said, you know, you better get your life straight or something. Yeah. Said because your your career's going to be over. Oh, right, yeah. yeah, and then he goes on and has one. And has a great career somewhere else, but. The, I will say this, though. Mentioned. I think I think Chris Carter was a total pill and a drinker every day. And I've seen a bunch of stuff with Chris Carter, even this season, where he's crying, talking about how he's still struggling with alcoholism. I don't think that that's where Johnny Football is right now. I don't think he goes home after practice on Wednesday and drinks, some, drinks a bunch of stuff. I just think he's an idiot and he's a young guy and he's like, fuck. He's I get a, a lot of pussy when I go out and I'm holding <laughs> on to one of those ace bottles. You should see the broads I'm bringing home. When I'm sitting at home playing fucking Madden with my two buddies, it's not quite as sweet. Now, <laughs> that's the reason why he's not starting and he's going to probably be on a different team. But, I can't blame him. <laughs> That's in here at 40, I'm not blaming him. Yeah, and, and the truth is, what he needs to do is throw parties in his basement. Make a fucking sweet man cave. Get the situation with his homies to bring the right girls. And check your phone at, at the, the door. door. Right. 
Then you're golden, buddy. Right. You could be on one of those little swans in your basement pool all you want with two bottles of blowing yeah. Who was it? Was it Chris Carter? Wasn't it Chris Carter that had these type of parties? Uh, Chris Carter? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like when they would go in, they all do. They, 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 but he was it was like publicized. It was like someone recently was like with a no. That's the, Sean McCoy. Oh, it was McCoy. That's what it was. No. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like scanning the girls. You're okay <laughs> to come or whatever. Come to my party. The whole deal. Last right. thing I'll say on, on Johnny Football, and I don't know if this is a true quote or not. Oh, he's like, geez. I don't have a drinking problem. This is a quote by Johnny, or it isn't. I'm not sure. You never know anymore. But I don't have a drinking problem. The Browns have a problem with me drinking. Really. I don't know if it's real or not. You don't know. Well, but if you're being benched, I can see a petulant regardless, child, it, it uh, is. person saying these type of things. Let's move on. So there you go. I gotta tell you, I know some guys who play at the NFL level, and there's no way Johnny Manziel parties harder than these guys used to. Not like a chance. Johnny oh Manziel's a little bitch compared to some of these other guys Absolutely. in the NFL. Absolutely. The is current He's guys right now. Profile, exactly. But you're high profile. If you're making if you're making tons of money and you're the, you're the, you're the uh, 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 a blocking back or whatever and you're making you know you're Sam Gash you're getting paid well but this doesn't you can party that. all you want because nobody knows who the hell you are. I'm here's loving to use the word of the day. Gash, here's the difference: <laughs> is Baldy on Baldinger on NFL. Like whenever you ask us, hey, what what if you were playing back when there was social media and a, and a camera on every phone? They always pause for about three <laughs> seconds. Every single time, they're like, "Woo!" Well, Shamura got busted showing his dick in in the hot tub in the late nineties. Do you imagine how if, if they had cameras back around there? There's fifty Shamuras on every team. There, it's 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 bogus. I, 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 last thing we'll say on it, and then we're moving on to the Chiefs Raiders. I gotta hand it to Manziel. Gotta hand it to him. He does say it straight. Because I got to tell you, he's right. He may or may not have a drinking problem, but that's not the problem. The problem is that the Browns do have a problem with it. And they should. The thing is, they should, but he's right about it. The only reason why he can't use that, say that, or have that as an excuse to stick that quote is because he, he, he was in there, he was in rehab no. for three months, and that was the reason they got no. their graces what and did the everything reason? right. You can't necessarily right now. After your best game, go right back into I'm in rehab world. No, no. You want to know the, here's, here's the better reason why you can't do that. Because you're not going to be able to play with the team that you're on right now. And you want to get paid by somebody else. And they're not going to pay you if you're going to act this way. Nobody's going to pay you. That's what I'm saying. Chiefs. Raiders. Raiders. What a four afternoon games. And um, let's start with the Chiefs. Excuse me. We've got uh, let's look Macklin. Let's talk about yeah. our boy Macklin. Go for Macklin. it. Macklin had a nice one. He did. He looked good, and he made like yards after the catch when they threw screens to him, which is something they haven't really done all season. This Chiefs offense puzzles the shit out of me a lot. Like I- I'm just watching, and I'm like, why? 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 Like he's so good running screens, and he's one of the best guys with the ball in his hands. Why don't we throw him the ball a little more? And they, like, next week he'll probably get, like, two targets, or this week he'll probably get, like, two targets, just to throw it in my face. <laughs> Think about it, though. This is, you, you, should, you should understand, though, because you talk about one of the constants in the NFL for the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. It's Andy Reid and his offense. That's true. I mean. But usually tell, it is featured players. No, no. You go back to all the great times in Philadelphia, barring the time when Terrell Owens was there. Okay. Yeah. But that 
No, nope. that's the only feature player that ever existed on yeah, that passing game. One year out of how many years that Andy Reid was in Philadelphia? So I'm not counting that. I, I want to go back to think about all the players: the Fred Barnett's, the Todd Pinkstons, the, all the guys that were. The, nice. The, 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 this is because that's what you got in Kansas City. True. I mean, don't tell me you got something different. You ain't got Terrell no. Owens there either. No, Jerry Macklin's no Terrell so, Owens. So, so, Macklin's still so better. here's my point: what does what does Andy Reid do? Andy Reid runs the ball no matter who the fuck he has at running back. And he plugs him in and he runs his offense. And it's not a explosive, crazy offense. You get a couple shots down the field, and that's only because he took advantage of in Philadelphia when he had the Deshaun Jacksons and he got the Jeremy Macklins. But it was always built around the running game and around a control passing game using the tight end. That's what he does. It's a fact. It's a fact. You want a, another quarterback that has only... One game under double-digit points? Alex Smith. Alex Smith, baby. The kid's just consistent. Nothing spectacular. No picks? The one, yeah, and he doesn't throw the picks. He hasn't thrown a pick since week three. He may be one of the most, like, um... Alex Smith has not thrown an interception since week three. Like, he never hardly throws interceptions. Is he one of the most efficient of all time? Well, here's the thing with efficiency. Here's the thing with efficiency. You know, basic quarterback rating. You also have to throw touchdowns to yeah, have a good quarterback yeah, yeah. rating. Oh, right, right. Well, <laughs> so, and we've suck, seen situations that for your efficiency. Well, he's also ran for over 33 yards sure. in each of his last four games. Yeah, four straight games. That's I mean, no, no other quarterback could say that. He's he's this this uh, era's Bobby Douglas. Kind of, yeah. Well, what, do you, what do you think about uh, Google that? You have no idea. Google Bobby Douglas. Yeah, I, right, do know, right I actually know Bobby Douglas personally. Thank you. <laughs> he had the most rushing yards as a quarterback until Mike Vick broke his record. Bobby Douglas. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I guess. I yeah, mean, I don't know. What else are we going to say about KC? They start they whoever starts at running back. Yeah, you play. Yeah. Whoever, yeah. Starts, Whoever you play. starts a running back, I think Char Kendrick's coming back. I think he's coming back too. I think he's coming back, and they're going to throw it right back to him. Uh, I mean, Spencer Ware did great, but they'll give Spencer Ware a few more touches for sure. That, that that's no doubt. He's proved that he can handle well, it and do something with it. If Charkandrick comes out and is doing really well, then they're gonna they're gonna give him the bulk of the carries. But. Sure. Every guy needs to get spelled anyway, so so you know Spencer's going to get his touches, but it's going to be what happens if Charkandra comes back, struggles at the beginning. Here comes Spencer, has a couple good runs on his first uh, series, then it can become his game because that's one thing that Andy Reid also will do is he will go with the hot hand. He will, and I, uh, to be honest, I think this is. Uh, I will be watching the news on this and what's going on in. in in their practices and everything right up until game time to see what exactly the situation is with the Charkandrick. Because if he is not 100%, Ware has definitely proven oh, his true, point yeah. that he can he can handle the load and yeah. be just fine. You guys, I'm still holding out for Niall Davis. Yes! <laughs> he got a carry last week! I saw, him, I saw him on the field with a football in his hands! I have him still on a, a, on a bench on one of my leagues. Do you really? Yeah, I think I it's in our it. league. I'm pretty sure it's in our league. If I got rid of him, it was last week. That's unbelievable. They've, they've it's like, it's gone, so you're saying there's a chance. Ooh, West is down. Mr. West, Mr. West. <laughs> Who's this other guy? Like, I, I'm going to just have him on my team for the whole year. It's just like... Rub my own face in it every time I look at my lineup. <laughs> so unbelievable. Let's, you like Travis Kelsey this week, Doug? 
Yeah, you got to love a Travis Kelsey this week. Uh, wait, wait, can I, can, I, can I say something for now, Davis? I wake myself up from nothing to a state of extreme poverty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kelsey. Listen, I, I mean, Kelsey, the only thing that's holding him back from being, as we, we were talking about before, the only thing that's holding him back from being the number one tight end uh, this week against a, a Raiders defense that has been really bad against tight ends this year is the fact that he just is not scoring touchdowns. Plain and simple, it, it, that's the only factor in his game that he's missing is that he's not scoring touchdowns. Uh, Olsen, Greg Olson is going up against the Saints, and everybody scores touchdowns against the Saints. Eifert, if he's back and healthy, had three touchdowns against the Browns last time. He's a guy that you could play over Kelsey. Other than that, it's a Kelsey. I hope so, man. I want to play him. Let's go to the Raiders. Ka. Ka. Get ka. the car. Get the car. Drink from the, the bubbler. Um, let's just talk about this team. I, it was nice to see, after a bad game, it was nice to see Amari get the targets. You know, didn't put up a monster. I think I'm starting to agree with you guys. He's a great player, but he's not an explosion player. And But that's that's awesome. It's okay. I, that's awesome. I, hey, love, a, I love a guy that's, that's going to throw you 15. He's on the right team. 12 to 15 points. This generation's Tim Brown. I love it. I love it. What's wrong with that? Something to know for next year, though. I agree. He's never. He's not going to throw you a three touchdown game. He's not going to blow up. He should be a wide up. receiver too. Is is, is high yeah, end wide receiver yeah, too? Great. Yeah. yeah, but that's where he should be. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, be, yeah. So Derek Carr has had a couple of bad games this year, and that's that makes people question, you know, what's going on with him. But when you only have like two bad games out of twelve, that becomes the anomaly. You know, the two bad games are more the anomaly than anything else. He's been good at home. The Chiefs can be passed on oh, yeah. very easily. Four I think that Carr has a very nice game. What are you going to say here, Stacks? You have something to say about that. Basically, Carr is leading the league in quarterback rating, which is a terrible spat since, like, week six. You know, leading the league of all the guys, yeah. you know, of Cam Newton, of Tom Brady, of, you know, all the guys who are lighting it up. He's leading the league. He's been consistent week in and week out, you know, outside of a few outliers. And what were pretty pristine matchups for him. He's yeah, sort of put up duds in great against, matchups. Against the Lions, against the, the Bears. Bears. <laughs> it's like, really? Those are the teams you should be throwing for seven touchdowns against. Yeah. Hmm. But, but those are the two duds. He does have some, he's just got something going. Uh, you know, when this offensive line gives him a little bit of time, he, he's just making the right reads. He's getting everybody else sort of involved at a smaller scale. You'll see what fucking Seth Roberts go off. You see, kid's good. The kid is good. He's not a bad receiver at all. I'm so glad that they're getting him involved. I hate to say, I do like an Andre Holmes as well, but Seth Roberts is the real deal. He's a great third third compliment to that well, uh, duo. And, and think about it too. They've been looking for this other receiver forever. Andre Holmes, you know. Jerron Kreider. Originally, they were looking for Bryce any Butler. receiver. Any receiver. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And now, it's been two weeks, okay? So they now, Seth Roberts had the, the big week this last week. But two weeks ago, he, you started to see it. But he only made two catches. It was for 54 yards. And he's now established himself as that slot inside third receiver on this team. And, and again, it's... Here's the benefit when you look. I look at a guy like Seth Roberts. Is, is that with with uh, with Carr, Derek, you have mm-hmm. a um, pause. A Derek, young, yes. pause. Young, <laughs> we're getting it. No, by no, the but way. it's a young <laughs> Derek Carr thing. 
Yeah. It was, I, I think that we all said David Carr at one point. Yeah. I, me the most. I, yeah. 13 I weeks ago, I slip weeks on ago. it every single time. So I'm, 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 I had to look at you, Derek, yeah. to, um. to make sure I said the right <laughs> car. So um, when, I, when I see this offense, so again, it's all younger players and they're gelling together. And so that's where it's like it's a matter of, you know, truly where football is a team sport and it is rapport. It is. Seth Roberts looks to be a guy that's, he's working hard. He's really just. You know that that, but it sucks. It, 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 while it's opening stuff and making it good for the the Raiders, it's not. It, it, it's throwing in yet another dude that's kind of eating into some fantasy goo. But but, but again, players you're actually going to start. You're also talking about fantasy goo from a, a source that was a dry spigot for how many years? And so it, it took until Amari Cooper, Cooper came in, and all of a sudden things started happening. But again, what I, what I always say. You get tape on all these people, and all of a sudden they start adjusting their defenses, and so you have to add new wrinkles. Now, what's great for this is that you're seeing what what Carr can do. Carr is able to look at all the different options and go, "I'm not going to force feed it into this one and, and get 200 yards passing on day. I'm going to find the the Clive Walford on this play. I'm going to find the Seth Roberts on this play. I'm going to I'm going to use what I have and and get the open receiver the ball to keep drives alive. I agree. But that dry spigot, and my spigot's been dry before, and it hasn't been given much good itself. Aqua lube, buddy. But I'm going to tell you right now, in the preseason, I thought all those targets were going to Amare. Wow. Now he's got other opportunities, and i got to be honest, I'm not too happy about it, because now i got to concede to the fact that this guy is a slow and not slow and say, he's a consistently great player, but he's not an explosion factor are, player, and that's are, a bummer. Are the o- Oakland Raiders the new Green Bay Packers? Maybe. West Coast style, maybe. I, I mean, I, I hate to say it that way because I don't want to compare a car to Rodgers and everything that they did there, but you got some serious talent going around in yeah. that Raiders offense, and it's starting to look that way. You yeah. played bad as nothing for as long as you did, and you, and you hit on a bunch of draft picks finally with the high ones. It can make a difference. Absolutely. All right, Raiders. Defense still sucks. If you guys, well, Khalil Mack is a real deal, though, but you got to build around him. you got to get more help. Look, Latavius is the only guy on this team. Latavius, I don't think, will have a, a, a great game. He hasn't had a great game. In- well, that, that's the thing. He does put up, like, at least seven fantasy points every single game. 7.5 yeah. a game, which isn't terrible, but he never puts up less. Where Ever puts know, up less than 7.5 fantasy is points. Is this the week that he finally shows us what he showed us in that one game why everyone fell in love with him and break no. a 50, 60 yard run? Not against this rush defense. But Absolutely. Isn't this the exact rush defense he did it against last year? Yeah, it, actually, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> But it's uh, it that was th- a very, that was no Thursday actually that, night de- that Thursday defense night. was different though that defense yeah. is a little different though. Yeah, it's defense. <laughs> <laughs> what was different? Justin Houston could be out. And... Justin Houston could be out this game. That's true. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, I think he is going to be out this game. Boost him up a little bit, a little bit here. Okay, that you're right. That, absolutely, with a Justin Houston out, that's right. He is actually, I think, going to be out this game. That's a big boon to him. Uh, don't look at the tight ends for this game. The Kansas City is the absolute best against tight ends, so don't think about Wolford. Quick Pyro promo. If you haven't already, pick up Pyro Pro. Uh, a lot of our biggest fans and pro members are loving this thing. Ask us second opinions. Uh, drop off drop off us questions, and we'll answer them to you within 24 hours. We get them every day of the week, and we're firing it up for you guys on this stuff. Um on top of that, Houdini posted today a, a video for pickups. 
that you do that only Pyro Pro members. There's charts that Stag Party and Dogmatica, SOS stuff that you can only get if you are a Pyro Pro. News feeds for all your players. You can add up to 100 players that you have across your teams and get the direct mind share and direct customized in your dashboard news that we are providing at Pyromaniac for your players that you have on your team and you choose to follow. If you buy this for 40 bucks for the year, it doesn't end at the Super Bowl and end in, in, in February, the first week of February. It lasts the entire year. So if you buy it today on the 1st of December, that means your last day of Pyro Pro will be December 1 of 2016. That's, a mar that's remarkable. We don't sleep on the offseason. You don't. Champions have got to go year-round. We don't mess around. We do this podcast and all of our content through the year. If you do Pyro Pro, you're getting a different level of content from us. And for all you Pyro Pro members, as we get into the offseason, that's where the major strategy and all the crazy things that we do, and, and I know that well, here's the best part for you Pyro Pro members. Everything that we do that we're like hiding for the draft kit or whatever, you get. Yeah. Because we're giving it to you early as we're developing it. So, because that's what being a Pyro Pro member is. We do not feed you a fish and, and win you a championship. We teach you to be a fisherman and let you fish out your million championships year after year. A million! The one thing I will say before Join I get as many you on Stag Party is... We do really, because we've just started doing this Pyro Pro, we do have to choose between what goes to our premium members that are paying and what sort of stuff is going to the free people as well. And I think we do a great job of giving a lot of free content, podcasts, pickups, free power people. rankings, pick, you know, um, targets, touches, and looks. we got so much stuff. But we also are on a regular basis having that conversation. Should this be for pro or should this be for uh, free members? And it is kind of that hard, it's that hard conversation that we have. But, at the same time, we're slutty for fantasy football, but we only really put out for the people that uh, are pro members. I'd like it to be noted that my hand was up way before Houdini jumped in there and started talking. But also, if you join Pyro Pro, you can uh, enter to win the Pyro Pro League next year, where we are currently in first place again. Ha ha ha, Dan Wynn. And, and also, you know, we had a guy, um, Chubb, Chubb McGrubb, uh, who's also in the playoffs of the Scott Fishbowl with us. Love it. For, and is a Pyro Pro member. So that's pretty sweet in our division. And we've had so many testimonials where people that are signed up are like, Dude, I'm fired up right now that I'm I'm in five leagues. I'm in first place in three of them, second in my fourth, and third. And honestly, there you know, you, we we want to give you this information. You take it in your own way. But they're very they're giving us a lot of credit. They're like, wow, I I haven't been doing this well in my leagues before. So enough of that. You guys know by listening to this show, we know our stuff. We are doing uh, pioneering things. And, um, you know, you get the best of the best if you're a Pyro Pro member. So we understand some people can't afford or don't think that they want to pay for, uh, you know, premium content at Fantasy Football. I get that, too. I haven't done it as much as some other people myself. But if you are in money to le uh, in leagues to win money with DFS, if you are in high or low stakes leagues with your friends or non-friends or coworkers. $40 or you can step in for 5 bucks a week or $10 a month. Give it a shot. See what you got. Utilize it. Ask us questions. See how you get a, 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 a really handy.
hands-on, catered response to that question, amongst all the other things we're giving out. See it's the, pretty legit. See the entire rankings. Get, look at all the different crazy, uh, you know... Uh, uh, Dogmaticus dog, rankings. All of our write-ups and the, the crazy icons that we keep coming up with for what we think about these players are going to do in these games. It's, it's, it's so much... It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You see five of Dogmatica's weekly player rankings across the four positions for free. You see all of them. Which dog? They go, dog, you've made them go deeper than you need to lately. I know. Sorry. Which makes the (laughs) math on the sign up for Pyro Pro and get the next. I need to have it be a dynamic number. So whatever dog put. Some weeks dog's like 96. Why no, no, I always. I I can't leave this guy off. He's got to be there. Listen, it's, He's it's, a contender. It's, he it's our Matt Forte. We're not Todd Gurley about it. We want you to climb the Jeremy Hill. Fucking uh, no more fucking Alfred Blues for anybody. Let's fucking win this shit. I like it, dog. I like it. Hey, poetry. Poetry. Spend a buck, Alan, and fucking come to Pirate Bowl. Well, the one thing I will say, <laughs> Dogmatica, and this is true, and you should write some. You should. We should post some of these to the Pirate Bowl. Dogmatic is amazing. At fantasy football haikus, it's true. <laughs> it's really, really amazing. Hey, wait, you got that? It's true. Right. You're good. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next game. Broncos at Chargers. Start with the uh, away team. Valverde's. I know buying nothing. What? I ain't no got no money. You got no money? I ain't no got a one cent. How you gonna pay for your room? That's your lookout. Oh, you're just an idle rumor. <laughs> okay. It's wordplay, my man. It's wordplay. That's right. I'll let right. you know one of these make me laugh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> are you mad at your computers running slowly or are these sound bites? Or both? <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> I meet you tonight under the moon. Oh, I can see you now. You and the moon. You wear a necktie, so I know you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you get that, right? I get it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next game is a Broncos, tough Osweiler. This one's a tough one. This one is a tough one with as well as CJ Anderson. Lineup in with as well as CJ Anderson played. Uh, that motherfucker. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to know this. Is is this something now that it's Brock Osweiler running Gary Kubiak's offense? Yes. Yes. Where I can expect, and especially now, again, this is the time of year when C.J. Anderson made his play last year. He's a mutter. They were saying that when they were playing the game. He looks like a guy that just, where everyone else is slipping and sliding all over the field. He looked perfectly in traction. Is he a guy, because I'm stashing him. I've had him on my team. He's been on my bench. He scored 32 points on my bench last week. I don't think a guy you drafted in the first round can be considered a stash. No, I've been <laughs> stashing him on my bench. So I drafted him in the second round. I haven't played him in eight weeks. Good I point. So, I didn't play can, him last week either. Do, do, Nobody did. Is he a guy now that should be played on a weekly basis? He should uh, be played this week. Maybe. <laughs> he should be played this week. San Diego has given up the most fantasy points to running backs. Um, However, I still think they're going to put Hillman in there. They're still going to split it. That Hillman touchdown was sick. Freaks me out. And that was the only play he made that was sick, though. Of course, of course. But all you need is one. And that's the way that that, that Broncos offense, that's the way it is. We were talking about earlier about the Bears defense. 
how you know the Broncos lit him up. It, it was one play. It was that long touchdown by Demarius. That their offense has been very like one play, one hey. pump chump by one player randomly happening. There's no like fluidity or consistency happening amongst their specialty players, who all of them are studs. It's a good yeah, game of fucking great. battleship. Hit. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> true. <laughs> it's true. That's for, that's for three hours. Hit. <laughs> Miss. It's true, man. Hit. So going back to C.J. Anderson, though. A4. <laughs> he was the guy who really got it going in the second half. CJ. He was the guy who they gave pretty much everything to Three after halftime. Yeah, two, two. Two, two. <laughs> after halftime. He has no idea what Battleship is, by the way. He's got that. Come on now. He saw the movie. Come on, there's an oh, app. He, said, he saw the movie. There's an app for that, bro. There's a commercial after the movie. I'm going to sit there and eat the rest of his popcorn. Go but on, but go still, on. this is a team that's going to be based on the run game. I mean, this is a game that's centered around the run game. This is now the full-on, full-blown Gary Kubiak offense. And news is today, Payne Manning might not be back. Like no. more and more sounding like he won't be back for the rest of the season. And there don't and, and it sounded more and more as we thought, right when it happened, no one really wants him back. That's actually not true. From what I heard, he he got his cast off today, and it's not likely he's gonna he's definitely not playing this week, definitely not gonna play the next week, but he could return after that week. It's just whether they really need him back. Well the or, question or is, is look, if Osweiler is able to win his next two games and have gone four no when Peyton is most likely to come back. Why would you pull him out at that point in time? If you're if your offense is running smooth and, and the way that they're finally playing, and look, what was killing him earlier was all of the turnovers and the mistakes. And what's Osweiler not doing? He's not turning it over and making the mistakes. Do and you really want the answer? Because it's Peyton. Peyton. I know. It's Peyton. Peyton. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I, one he needs one win. But it's John Elway it. who's running this thing. Exactly. And John Elway is not going to just kowtow to a quarterback late in his career because he's a Hall of Famer. Wait. So John Elway's not going to cater to John Elway? That's yeah, correct. Yeah. Because John Elway was catered to. Right. John Elway at that age was catered to. John Elway at John Elway's age now is not about catering to a younger person that he can read and see the writing on the wall. Especially if you got two more games here. Yeah, Osweiler's yeah, done well. Let's see what happens in these next I two agree. games. If Osweiler continues to perform the way that he has, why would you go back to Peyton Manning at that point? I agree. I don't think it's dumb. The writing's not in the sand yet. But here's the one thing I think is the most important thing, and we just don't know. Who knows what loyalty Elway's got? Uh, who knows what's going to happen? But right now, and I've heard this amongst interviews of many people on the team, the team's having fun right now. Osweiler is able to go in and talk to the team. He's taking the lead, but he's not taking it too seriously. The team's kind of having fun, where we've seen it all year long, where it's been a lot of like, what do we have to do? We can't do Kubiak. we got to put Peyton in the shotgun. Now you can have Osweiler down under center. That helps a lot of what the things that you want to do in the running game that helps in a Kubiak offense with two great running backs. Mm-hmm. I just think we don't know what's going to happen. They just... Beat an undefeated team, their biggest rival, and it's huge for Osweiler. It's huge for the team, but they like the energy that he's bringing to the locker room even more than anything else. So if he can if he can follow this up with a couple wins, like Houdini says, I kind of agree. I don't give a shit what Elway's gonna be like. Peyton, we love you. You're a Hall of Famer. You got nothing. How, how can I bump? How can I move you? The team loves this guy. The last two games for the Broncos are both at home. 
if they have a locked up spot that they can't move, those last two games are uh, against uh, Cincinnati and San Diego. I think they give Peyton Manning one of those games to win and get his record. That being said, how ironic was it that the undefeated Patriots got, got beaten by Manning's Broncos without Manning? Because yeah. they kill Manning. They kill how ironic yeah, yeah, was right. it, by the way? Anyway, but let's go on with the game itself. Uh, it, it, listen, I think Osweiler is tracking right now. I don't think that it's going to be a great game for him. I think it's going to be a running game, basically. It's just going to be C.J. Anderson and, and Hillman all day long. And I think it's, I think, I don't know. Here's the thing. It depends on who kicks ass first. If C.J. Anderson's having a tough time getting going, they're going to put in Hillman. And if Hillman starts getting going, they'll stick with him for a while. Won't Hillman be the starter? Yeah. Yeah, but... By default. By default, but I still think that Anderson gets... Yeah, yeah, right. The right going. I mean, San Diego gives up the most fancy points to running backs. I know. So they're both good plays. Yeah. And that's why it's tough to put either one of them, like, as, like, a top 10 or top 5 running back, because you don't really know. Here's my thing. I want to talk about the receivers, because when I look at that, I'm more excited about Emmanuel Sanders than I am about Demarius Thomas. The way that they were using Demarius Thomas in that game... And the routes that he was running and, and, and the, the timing type patterns, that's not where he's going to be effective. When he finally made his first catch, was on the, on the, on the, the, the sideline, go down the sideline, I'm just going to throw it up to you. He goes up and makes a Demarius catch. The guy who he seems to have more rapport with when it goes to as far as the route running and hitting on, on patterns and on time seems to be Emmanuel Sanders. So... I, I'm going to flow that way right now, and I'm going to say that I'm, I'm, it sucks because Demarius Thomas is one of the best wide receivers in the game. But he just doesn't seem to be being used in the right way right now in this offense to where he's being effective in, you know, where you need to have guys that are really creating major separation. Demarius is the guy that's going to beat you going down and, and down the field, and I just don't see it right now with Osweiler. Here's the thing. I don't think they use the corners like you think they will. I don't think they'll put Verrett on Demarius Thomas. I think they'll put Verrett on the quicker Emmanuel Sanders and then leave uh, you know, the bigger uh, Brandon Flowers uh, on, on Demarius. So it's the exact opposite of the number one, two wide receiver you'd think about how they would shadow. But uh, that's going to make a big thing. I mean, Verrett played great defense all last weekend against Allen Robinson. Was just out-jumped for a couple balls. And yeah, that'll happen when you're 5'9". Yeah, it's plain and simple. I've never seen a, a player get 13 targets and only catch one pass. One pass. That's what until, happened to Demarius. It wasn't until week. his 10th pass that he caught one. Yeah, but he was dropping a few of them, so there were some bad passes, but there was a lot of botched. Uh, Either way, 13 targets, one catch. is I, I just haven't seen that before. We've reached Devontae Adams, man. JJ Zacharyson, late-round quarterback, tweeted something saying, the three worst PPR scores of the season all happened in Week 12. Uh with players of over 10 targets, Devontae Adams, uh, Kenny Stills, and uh, Demary Stones. Yeah. Let's talk quickly about the tight ends and then uh, move, move on to the, um, the Chargers side. Okay, I actually, I, I kind of like an Owen Daniels. They're using him. They're, he's, he's actually, I think, a more familiar type guy, something uh, that the Broncos need in that offense with the new quarterback and everything. It's, it's a, he's more familiar with what's going on. Davis is still trying to break into it. And I think that Owen Daniels just has more of a, a, a stranglehold on that actual position at this point. 
Virgil uh, Green, or uh, not Virgil Green, he's been phased out of the offense, but Vernon Davis played more snaps than Owen Daniels last week. Just got more, you know, uh, Owen Daniels just got more targets. So that's something to sort of monitor over the next coming weeks. I just look at it this way. This is now a Gary Kubiak offense. That is all Owen that Dan- Owen Daniels knows. Uh, uh, plain and simple, I just don't think Vernon Davis is very good anymore. He had a good game against the Bears, but maybe what does that mean? All right, uh, Chargers. Let's look at that side. Uh, people are asking, obviously, after the huge game with the Rivers, who I know one of our kind of go-to uh, responses, and it was usually Rivers being compared to someone better for the last week, but on Facebook, on Twitter, and on uh, Second Opinions, there were a lot of Philip Rivers or... A lot of Eli Mannings, a lot of these, and you know, we to be honest, we we, we botched we botched the Philip Rivers last week when in comparing to some oh, other guys. Who would have guessed that? Yeah, right. Who would have guessed it? So I'm not I'm not putting anything down on us, but Don't the question is, say you would have. The question <laughs> is, no, we were all on we were all on the same uh, same same deal. Is this against the best defense still? A Philip Rivers game, and I gotta say no. You know, I still, or is it just they're gonna be so down that he's gonna be winging it, and there's gonna be enough points? They are not going to be able to run the ball with Melvin Gordon in this game. They're gonna try. They're gonna try, but it's not gonna happen. They're 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 going to try. To to be quite honest, I I don't know what they're gonna do in this game. I don't see them doing a whole hell of a lot. It's going to be. They're gonna try. No, but it's in their nature. They're a throwing the ball team. They are not a team like Baltimore, okay? It's like in Mark Trustman's nature. Is, it's just against nature to try to run the ball 20 times. You know, there is no LaDainian Tomlinson there. There is no North Turner there calling the plays for LaDainian Tomlinson. So the way that Mike McCoy has always run his offense, he has been much more of a pass-style offense. So, look, this is a guy who's an offensive coordinator with Denver. So... I look at this as being still a, a here's what's scary where it comes for, for Rivers because this is a type of game where Rivers gets hurt, not hurt hurt in fantasy in, in his fantasy sense because he's going to probably throw. He's been avoiding the interceptions. I look for possibly two interceptions in this game, if not three, because him trying to force things in. Losing your 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 safety is a big deal. Oh, go on. And here's the thing, Melvin Gordon award, yeah. has been yeah. awesome. In, in short spurts. Like last week, you look at his numbers, they're awful. But you look at the some, the other numbers, the underlying facts, he's just breaking fucking tackles. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like, I think he broke the second most tackles uh, of last week behind AP. Yeah. So he he, he's been sort of dominating in that respect. He just hasn't really found the end zone, hasn't, you know, gained a ton of yards. But usually this team plays to beat Peyton Manning. And the way they play is with the Dank and Dunk. Uh, uh, But without a Peyton Manning-led, fast-paced offense, I don't know how the Chargers are going to attack these guys. They usually just run run the dick and dunk all day. They run the 50 pass attempts. They're still going to do that. What else can they do right now? Who else? Dontrell Inman? He's gonna he's gonna all of a sudden break it down the field and yeah, and he's gonna bring it down. Stevie Johnson. let's, Let's let's. It's not Seven for ninety-four in a tutty. In your words, they will dank and they will dunk and they will dink and dank and dunk. The strangest thing is that you would look at these two teams and think, "All right, Rivers passes the shit out of the ball, and the Broncos can move the shit out of the ball." This is going to be a slow game. I think so too. It's going to be a really slow 
I don't want to say a defensive game because San Diego doesn't have a tremendous defense at this point. But Denver still does, and they're going to be running the Kubiak offense, as, as you're this talking is about. Like, like, and San Diego's going to just kind of be doing that dink and dunk and, and holding on to the ball as much as they can, especially being at home. It's going to be a, a Kubiak-style game when he was a coach in Houston with Aaron Foster, leaning on a running game, implementing a little bit of pass here there. Right? You know, exactly. It's, I'll it's, be honest. I, I would say that normally, at the beginning of the season especially, I would have taken Woodhead in a heartbeat over Gordon in this game. I don't anymore. They're using Gordon more, and Gordon is being used out of the backfield catching balls as well, which is a huge factor. That's where Woodhead makes his ground in the fantasy game. Yeah. And now that Gordon is getting the equal amount of passes off to him, uh, you know, just coming out of the backfield, it makes a big difference, especially because he can run the ball and Woodhead can't at this point. It's either the fact that he's getting the offense and understanding, getting his feet underneath him and not hitting that rookie wall because he really hasn't had that kind of volume throughout the season. Or they're testing the waters to see, did we waste the 16th overall pick uh, with this guy and, and we're trying to really throw him and see if we got to uh, start considering for next year other plans. Who knows what it is? I don't think they're jumping off the, the Gordon ship quite yet, but... He's going to get the opportunity because regardless for a franchise and a future and a need at a, at a really important position, Woodhead is what he is. He's going he's gonna to be there. He's going to be great next year. He's going to be a great asset for perfect him. Perfect number two. Yeah, yeah. perfect number two. Yeah. Is Gordon our number one? Yeah. Um, can we move on to the next yeah, game? Yeah, moving on. Uh, real quick, uh, uh, Gates, a couple touchdowns last week. Not, not a lot of catches, not a ton of yards, but he had a couple touchdowns. It's kind of what he does. He uh, set some sort of touchdown record, didn't he? Uh, him and uh, him and him, him and Rivers, Rivers, Rivers have the most double combo. No, but he also has the most two touchdown games ever mm-hmm. of any tight end. But he's got the they've got as a duo Rivers and him the most touchdowns by a connection ever. Oh wow! Okay, but including a receiver. Yeah, like over Marvin Harrison no. and. Over Rice and Montana? Definitely that. Uh, Young's got more than uh, Montana. Oh, either way. Whatever. Right. Peyton, oh, Peyton and Harris. Marvin Harrison had the most? Yeah. Well, these guys Peyton, Marvin Harrison. Did. I don't think so. These two, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think D-Rock's right. These two have been playing with each other their entire careers. I think these are the guys. Jesus. I don't know. I wish I had this my This has been like 13 years or whatever. I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> we'll find that out. I'll look but that regardless, out. the guy's ridiculous. Val. Val. Fucking Verde. That's great. That's... You got any insurance? What? Are you insured? No, sir. Well, you're just the fellow I want to see. I have here an accident policy that'll absolutely protect you no matter what happens. If you lose a leg, we help you look for it. And all this will cost you is, uh, what have you got there? A dollar? One dollar. Here you are. I love that that one had like a buzz in the background. Yeah, like, the vinyl grid, the, the, yeah. uh, the analog. Whoever yeah. was recording that back in 1940 <laughs> off the TV didn't have a great rabbit. That was me. I pushed record. <laughs> All right, Eagles at Patriots. Um, yeah, let's not talk about the Eagles very much. Chip's gone. God damn it. Too bad for Sanchez. He just couldn't pull it together. And, and, and Bradford's had, back in. He had every opportunity to do it. Just couldn't, couldn't pull it together. Opportunity was there. Bradford will be back in, right? Bradford, Bradford will be back in. Jordan Matthews caught a lucky touchdown at the end there. Total fucking crap it. Killed me. What do you got? Revisiting the Gates and Philip Rivers connection. Yeah, it was right. top for a tight end. Tight end. Uh, that's right. How many Peyton to Marvison, Marvin Harrison has 114. Philip Rivers to Antonio Gates has 63. 51 less. 
Yeah, it's not even close. Okay. Hold on, I'm like I'm like ISIS right now, getting bombed by every country. <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah, that was wrong. Redo. Let's, well, let me just say. But from the time he got the marriage license, I've led a dog's life. Are you sure he didn't get a dog's license? Hmm. All that Manning talk about how bad he was, I forgot how good he was. <laughs> but yes, godlike. DeMarco Murray, don't see him having a great game. Uh, he's, he, is, he has been used quite a bit. He's actually 12th in scoring, I think, in, uh, for, for running backs for the year. But he has his dud games, and they're usually on the road, and it's usually against a team that's going to be beating the shit out of them. And the Patriots going to be beating the shit out of the Eagles. So I just don't see uh, Murray having a, much of a load in this one, much of a factor. Uh, I think Ryan Matthews is going to be out again. He's is still in that c- concussion protocol, and that's uh, a, a tough situation when you're running back trying to get through that after three weeks. Not, not good for the rest of his season, to be quite honest. Uh, what do you got? The things that are good about DeMarco Murray are when he gets volume and when he gets any sort of volume in the passing game. Yeah. When, when they abandon him in the passing game is when he doesn't score fantasy points. And But when he gets volume in the passing game, he averages like 10 yards a catch and you know, does does good things in the passing game. He almost looks better than Sproles or Matthews when they use him there. But, but sometimes they absolutely abandon him well, in the passing and, game. And when they're down. Which is like when they're down, they can still utilize them in the passing game, but they don't. It's no, automatically uh, when they're it, down, they go to a fast offense, and that's where Sproles is right. advantage. Yeah. Uh, Murray just can't with, withstand the play after play after play after play thing. He you know what I can't that. withstand? Demarco Murray. Then pretty much. <laughs> bit slap. Bit slap. Oh, he's, but by the way, promo because bit slap will be coming out sometime before this weekend or by this weekend. Very nice. I'm pretty hopeful that I can get it done with all the crap I have on my plate, but. At the very worst, you'll get it by Monday. I like the way that went from Howard Cosell to Houdini. Yes. <laughs> Bring it around. I'm surprised that you think Chip Kelly's gone. That's the one thing that really surprises me. The fact that, you know, he met with USC, he didn't meet with USC, whatever sort of happened there. He's going to Tennessee. <laughs> Marcus Mariota, let's run the Oregon offense for real. Let's, let's remember how long Philadelphia stuck around to Andy Reid and how long they let him run the ship. And there were some mediocre seasons to begin there. And then suddenly, I, straight can, of, I, can I be honest though? I think it is more of a, a Chip Kelly maybe not having the thick skin with the Philadelphia fans. I think it's more of a Kelly being like, fuck this shit, Nick Saban style. Like... <laughs> I'm I, think, I think that, that is totally I think that's it style. much more than a worry and, and more just like you know what I got a great thing going there Still everything sucks. is just too tough here over there I got a new cycle of guys in every two three years I get high I get low but it's whatever the f I want to do and I think that maybe look it's tough when you come in when you come in and you need your style we talked about it with so many other guys. And you really need everything to be under your fit into your Venn diagram. If the shit doesn't hit quick, you're out. And yeah, you yeah. said I'm do- we're doing it my way. And but yeah, my way's not working. But we're gonna keep doing it my way, and we're gonna keep doing it my way until it works. You don't get that opportunity to make it work at the NFL level all that often. Right. That's that's where 
I hate to say it stags where I, I would normally agree with you. That's in years past. But it is so much of a what have you done for me lately in this league right now that there's no way he sticks around. No, no way he sticks around. They would do that back in the day with Andy Reid. They won't do that now. Not anymore. Not with a Chip Kelly. I, no, I'm, I'm going to go back to your point because it is Chip Kelly. What it is is these guys come in and they have ultimate control in the college where they're in and they're having amazing success. And they get to the NFL and they want to have all that control. But the difference is you're not recruiting guys anymore. Now you are managing professionals who make a lot of effing money and respect needs to be earned. It's not just given because you're the coach. And these guys, you know, with the egos and he wants to take over all the, the control, he now, you can say it's, a, it's always is a what have you done for me lately league. But the problem for Chip is, and the problem for all these college coaches, there's a mindset to be a college coach. And there's a mindset to be a pro coach. And you know what? Most pro coaches who are great pro coaches don't want any part of the GM job. That's, let me coach. Let me do what I do. And it's not spending time on recruiting. It's not spending time on and dilly-dallying on contracts and doing all this other bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's talking about coaching. I don't think Chip Kelly <laughs> can stand a player in this team for more than two or three years. That's what makes and him they, a title coach. They, and they can't, they That's can't why he wants to be the GM, so he can get rid of them. They, exactly. They, so they can't reciprocate it. There's a lot of bad press about him from the most, a couple of the most annoying talkative douches around. All right, if we're going to talk about college football, we're going to talk about the Michigan State Iowa game. The best game of the weekend? Absolutely. Let's move on with this game real quick. It's still the Eagles-Patriots. Let's get this shit done here. I don't think the Eagles do much of anything in this game. Plain and simple, I think the Patriots are going to be pissed off. They're going to come out with a great game plan. The Eagles are kind of a broken team at this point anyway. Ertz will probably be coming back in this one, by the way. But I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. The Patriots are really good against tight ends. Moving to the Patriots side of the ball. Tom Brady, you talk about pissed off. Did you see how many times he was yelling at the referees in that game against Denver? He's always been a bitch. You know who the referees are again? No, he's a Greek god. You just said it Fine, but he's a bitch, too. You could be a, a Greek a woman god, god, right? You should have you seen him on water slides and jumping off of cliffs? Not a bitch. Who? <laughs> who, who <laughs> that was kind of bitchy. <laughs> who was their coaching staff <laughs> on purpose? <laughs> who was their referee crew last week? The Gene Steratore? Pete Borelli. Who's uh, their uh, uh co- or who's their referee staff again this week? Pete no Burrell. way. <laughs> they really? put him back on the game after Pete Burrell got demoted from uh, Sunday Night Football. That's right. Oh, <laughs> oh that's on. That's, that's hilarious. On that's Goodell action right there. <laughs> oh, nice work. It. I loved when Tom love Brady it. hated your ass that week. You're demoted from that big time game back to Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> That's like putting what was it? What's the uh, the NBA uh, I'm spacing his name? The guy Joey Crawford. Yeah, with, yeah, with, Joey with Crawford. Tim Duncan. Sure. <laughs> Tim Duncan. Next game, he's on. Like you got prime time. Now you're back with back Duncan. Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and actually, you know what you know what he's gonna say to Brady? The next time I see you, remind me not to talk to you, will you? All right. Here I have I have kind of figured out the Patriots. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I've kind of figured it out. They do absolutely everything the opposite that you would think. <laughs> That's absolutely the same every year. <laughs> no. Yeah, but you never go with it. Do you ever go with it? Yeah. It looks like they should run one game. 
And you're like, no, there's no way. They're, they're, they're just, I mean. Is there another yeah, angle? Is, we always another, agree with this. This is what you've been saying for three years. And you're right. But now to say that you just caught on to this, I'm wondering, if you're like, and then they actually do what you thought they would, but they don't, and you did it. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm going to say next week. You, you took my thumb and fucking thunder. Okay. Right. So it. this is a LeGarrette Blunt by reverse thinking theory, right? He's high. Reverse thinking, yes, but then they'll probably go back to uh, Danny a Bolden and a, a yeah, Bolden, uh, whatever. Yeah, combo. All right. So, yeah. Do we have anything else on the, on this guy? No. Scott Chandler. Play them all. Set them all. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> I can I can I can edit that. <laughs> <laughs> this is my. Uh, I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> I want to sh- relive a conversation that I had one time with Stags about our DFS piece. <laughs> I'll let it out the part before, but I'm like, yeah, so I think we can do a better job with this DFS piece. And I'm like, doing all this stuff. It's like, but then I won't win DFS. <laughs> I'm like, I want your best lineups. I want your best lineups. I'll do the pyro characters and Stags. You'll do like a couple of your favorite lineups with pyro characters. It's like, no. Then no. I, I won't win DFS. <laughs> <laughs> I like my money. I, I looked at him. I'm like, I was pissed at first. Not pissed, but I was like, so that's the way you're going to play this, huh? <laughs> and he's like, like, yeah, I want to win some of the money on this shit. I'm like, all right. That's my, that's my $15 lineup on a $2 bet. Don't take my $15 lineup away. Literally. That was hilarious. I'm like, just tell me your best lineup. I'll do the characters lineup. I was like, I wanted to do that at the beginning of the season. I wanted to do that at the beginning of the season. Then everybody disagreed with me and would not fill out my little chart. And I agreed to that. So I then agree. I was like, "All right, fuck you guys." <laughs> well, I, I, both reasons of yours are correct. Fair enough. We move on. Good stuff. Panthers. Right. Panthers at Saints. Cam Newton. Period. Yep. Moving on. Jonathan Stewart has not received less than 20 carries in a game since their week five bye. Will he see 20 carries a game, or 20 carries this game against the Saints, who he did not previously see 20 carries against? Yes. yes. Probably more. No. It'll, but he'll get 25 it'll be, touches. It'll be 20. 20, 20, 20 to 25. 20 touches. to 23. Yeah. <laughs> it just is what it is. Plain the thing so. that I love about this offense that, that is pro Stewart, and I'm always. I'm starting to hopefully not feel this way, but I'm always worried about his injuries. But it, things are working out. This team, I think, realizes that he what a cog, important cog in the wheel that that guy is. Oh yeah. I mean, he is the. Mo- I mean, Cam's an MVP candidate. Olsen's the number one, if not number two, tight end, and how important he is. But if you all of a sudden get an injury to Stewart, oh, you're fucked. This whole thing. Is grinding with not enough oil. So that is an amazing thing. When fantasy owners, and this is what we said two weeks ago about Lacey, when people were like, get rid of Lacey. Am I dumping Lacey for this or Alfred Blue? No. When a team is great and or good, this team's great, mm-hmm. maybe, and you need a certain well, we player. Team in the you, league. And you need yeah, and you need a player that is fantasy football gold. They need Stewart, and that's going to just keep on providing a lot of fantasy points for the, his owners. There's no doubt. And, and, and the fact is that 
the way that Carolina is, is set up to go. Look at their coach, Ron Rivera. He understands. He's an old-school, smash-mouth football coach. He's not one of these new guys, let's spread it out and have, you know, look, all of his wide receivers that he drafts are these huge, mongoloid, you know, six foot five, six foot four. I don't care if you got great speed. We just need you to win the battles, and, and, and we're going to win the, the battles up front. Yep. And that's how we win football, on the offensive line, on the defensive line. And that's how they do it. And this is the type of a game, when you have the Saints who give up as, as many points as they do and as many yards as they do, and you also couple that with the fact that this defense of the Panthers, this is a great week to start the Panthers' defense, by the way, because the Saints' offense turns the ball over a lot, and you're going to have a lot of opportunity. Josh Norman, uh, probably two other guys are going to get the interceptions this week, but don't be surprised to see uh, Drew Brees be knocked on his butt and sacked at least three or four times in this game. Don't don't be surprised to see uh, at least one fumble and about two or three interceptions in this game. This is going to be one of those type of situations where Jonathan Stewart, I really like because I think they get up. And I think that then they just, you could run him late and maybe you even get a Jonathan Stewart rushing touchdown. Can I say before you go, one quick thought that just popped into my mind in a deep bench and I'm thinking about it. Isn't, uh, who's that chunky uh, halfback they've got? I'm, I'm Tolbert. Tol- Isn't Tolbert a good handcuff if Stewart goes down or if Stewart yes. goes down? No one it'd, be, it'd, it'd, be, it'd, be somebody, it'd be a committee. It would like, be. Tolbert would, would, would get a little bit of work on first and second Artist down, Payne. mostly the goal line work. Artist Payne would get a couple carries, and then Fozzie would probably be the third down back. But actually, I think Fozzie would get a little more work than you think. But maybe. Yeah. But okay. Here's so the thing. everything I just said. Shot to hell. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Pretty much. Cam Newton. <laughs> good. Drew Brees. Good at home. They're playing at home. Yeah. And they don't turn the ball up over nearly as much at home. Their offense plays better at home. How Their did Drew do against Carolina last year? Last year? Take a look. Uh, I don't know. Because he didn't play against them earlier this season because he was injured. Mm-hmm. But Josh McCown threw for 300, or Luke McCown, excuse me. I got, I got Derek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got David there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he threw for 318 yards against this defense. Because it was completely unexpected. It's the. Uh, <laughs> The, the you know the Kirk Cousins Brian Hoyer syndrome thing. This defense you know, is, they're firing it. all cylinders right now. That, I, I, Carolina's that that's a tough ass team. It is every single bit of it. And anybody who has listened to the podcast for the last four plus years or whatever, um, I've I have always and here's another one. I, I gotta say, man, this is like the month of admitting wrongs for me. By the way, Cam Newton. Stands will get there soon. Cam Newton, I have uh, always good luck with that. I've always had a problem with with Cam Newton, and uh, it's more been his ego and the way he presents himself and everything. I don't know if I've ever really said anything specifically against his play, but he has risen above it. This this play that he is performing this year is out of control. I mean, he is. By far, I think the best player in the league this year. And that dance, that touchdown dance, and, I, and that's including dance, that's, that's including a Tom awesome Brady. Too. That's including a Tom Brady. Hey, I think Cam Newton deserves every single bit of the MVP this year. I'll tell you what, Tom Brady's going to be making a case because of all the injuries that he's had on his side. But the fact that Cam Newton started with nothing <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and and has remained with nothing throughout. 
and what he's done is is pretty goddamn remarkable. Well, without Absolutely. without your admiration for Cam Newton over these four years of the show, I will be honest that you've always been on board with the fact that he does always finish top five. Yeah, it doesn't matter, and it well, is except for last of, year, <laughs> it, it does because uh, yeah. c- come with those runnings or it, his first year he had four thousand. He seems four thousand yards. Seems to always be able to find a way to be in that in that top uh, that top echelon. So, but you, you've always hated him in in his in his sh- in his fancy pantsy schmancy celebration. I've always kind of loved him for that. But I like Kobe yeah. for those same reasons exactly. that you hate Kobe yeah. and all that stuff. But I will say this: the thing that I love always so much about Cam Newton, it's coming up. Better than ever. Three years ago, he had the worst post game energy. Or two years ago, it's like, oh. But he's on the on the court when he's on the field and he's playing and he's running those touchdowns or he's jumping over or he's slinging the ball or he's, there's not a guy that's got a childish, bigger, shitting grin on his face while he's playing football. It's not like concentrate. He's like. This shit's dope, dude. I'm making a crap load of money. We're standing now warming up. I'm about to go 35 <laughs> yards for a friggin' touchdown. I mean, it's the really... The shit grin is growing on me. He and is still a shit grin, by mid-play. the way. Mid-play. Mid-play, he's like... And that's that's really sweet. So, Cam, I hope you guys do go 16-0. and I hope you guys win the Super Bowl. Why the hell That's a fantasy gem. By the way, nice... Miss, oh, you had to. Nice traffic, by the way, for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's awesome. Miss, I did great. I did great. Draft, what, are you talking, what are you talking about, Ertz? What do you mean? All right. We love it. All right. <laughs> I thought, I thought, what? No, Eifert was taken. To the Saints. Ertz. What do, you th- what do you think about the Saints this week? Mark Ingram does Mark Ingram things. It gets like 100 total yards and possibly a touchdown. Everybody Agreed. Else? That's Every- exactly what he'll do. Everybody else, good. I mean, Cooks covered by Norman, not good. True. Not good. <laughs> not not good at all. Will it be Cooks? I think it's got to be. He's the only one. Who the been... fuck else is it going to be? Yeah, right. Willie Sneed. Yeah. It's not going to be. What have we seen he's, from Willie Sneed lately? And he's that... the only guy that can cover those those shifty, fast mm-hmm. inside receivers. That's why he's. Yeah, that's why Josh Norman's an anomaly and an amazing. Their defender. only chance. Josh Norman's that... the best defender. The best. Corner in the league right now. Right yeah. now, especially They're in this new NFL. Yeah, their only chance at getting Cooks open is to put him in the slot. So they better play him in the slot the whole fucking game because yep. he did not cover Des Bryant once in the slot last week. And Des still should have thrown up a lot of fantasy points in that game. Drop some balls. Drop that touchdown. Sorry, no, I'm all on board. Norman, Norman, psycho. No. What's up, mom? I'm gonna dress up like you and start stabbing people in the shower. No, besides but Des dropped the ball. Ben Watson? I thought you were calling him a cow. Interesting. Like in city suckers. Norman, hello. What, yeah. do you, what else are you gonna go to at this point? Down, there it is. Where are we going? I've never been so insulted in my life. Well, it's early yet. <laughs> You're young. I mean, if they're taking away Brandon Cooks, they're taking away the other receivers. I mean, Charles Tillman did go down with an injury. True. Uh, and they, they signed, signed Corlin Finnegan. Finnegan. <laughs> well, oh, someone boy. tweeted us today. I think they signed Cortland just in the right time to uh, get in a fight with... Uh... Actually, that doesn't really work out because they're not playing the Texans. 
Do they play the Texans <laughs> next week? The Colts? Yeah. Andre Johnson? Oh, no, no, no. What do you? What, yeah, yeah. What's going I'm on? talking about Cortland Finnegan getting in a fight with Andre Johnson. Yeah. But he's not Ripper. playing either. Yeah. I don't so know. So you're talking team. about Carolina and who they're playing? Yeah. Who their next few games? Is there Andre Johnson against Colts? He uh, asked if at they New Orleans, play Atlanta, at the Giants, at Atlanta. No. No, okay. no, I hate that and Twitter Bay. user. That guy's a jerk. <laughs> he's Ripper. a jerk. He Ripper. Ripper. Ripper jerk. <laughs> Jets. 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 Okay. So, Ben Watson, I don't know if there's anybody else who's going to be great in the passing game. He's going to be the guy that's going to be have to be used, even though they're you know decent against tight ends. Thomas Davis can cover anybody, yeah. or so it seems. But, but still, if I'm going to rely on anybody, it's going to be Ben Watson. Probably. That would be my guess as well. All right. Other than that, let's move on. on. We're going to go to the uh, Sunday Night in America Sunday, game. Sunday, Sunday Night Football. Sunday. This is probably one of the more exciting games around. Colts at Steelers. Start with the Colts. Completely Hasselbeck. unexcited. You're not excited about this game? Can Matt Hasselbeck. Yeah, it's terrible, but the game's and, um, friggin' good. Uh, literally a 74-year-old Frank Gore running the ball. This is a really fun show. Oh, he doesn't look good. Well, let's not focus on the negatives. Okay. Let's focus T-Y on the positives. Get back. All right. T.Y. Hilton getting back. Here's a positive. The, uh, so you got Ben Roethlisberger, who should come back. Just switching sides on us. He'll be fine. <laughs> oh, no. I'm gonna, I'm no, we're starting with the Colts. That's the way we do it. Hey, I like well, it. You didn't, Just switching sides you know what? No, no, no. Could you switch sides on me earlier or, or tonight? Was it, was nope. It the, uh, yeah, no, no, no. No. You did. You no. did have a couple games where you, when you wanted to jump to the Giants when, when we were talking about the Jets. I made a mistake. So there I'm you sorry. go. No, it was you, Stags. I'm pointing to him. I'm not pointing to you. Oh. So you want to call me out for jumping on the other side? You did it earlier when you had to talk about ODB. Remember that? Remember I didn't that? even start that conversation. Hold on, hold on. That has to make was know, awesome. Not, 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 like, By the way. It's all good. No, I know. But hold on. Yeah. Remember that uh, that Tinder uh, person I was talking about earlier before we started? You're gonna give, you're, give me her number? Yes. Massages. Massages. Hey, there's no <laughs> one more tense than Houdini in this world right now. Is that what happens when you buy a, a, a Mazda? I buy a car, you're moving, <laughs> you're getting married, and you're doing it all within like a month and a half. Yes. <laughs> getting married in a month and a half. Everything gets cold. <laughs> That's no, exactly what happens. I'm moving, I got a good car, we got all this other crap going on. Yeah, you're doing a great job. We love and it. And I'm working for Pyro. But what, let me just say, I wanted to say this because about... You're going... You're, you're, I'm going to Roethlisberger, and, and, and I'm going to tie it into the Colts because the Colts defense... Had, was atrocious at the beginning of the year, and they have tightened their game up. It and a and you bit. look at what they have done, and you got Big Ben coming back, and and yeah, I think they're going to be able to button him down. They haven't allowed a 300 yard passer um, in their last five games, and that's what Ben Roethlisberger's game has been lately with the Steelers. So go ahead, talk your Colts. I just wanted to throw that in there. That's all I wanted to start off with a big. Hit of a nice stat for you. I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go off with Hasselbeck's Matt Hasselbeck's brother. What's his name? Tim. 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 His wife Elizabeth. Yeah, <laughs> we've all jerked off to. She actually went a little crazy. Sometimes she can be Twice. a little. Twice. She can be a little racist. She can be a little right wing. She went a little crazy, and she had to retire from Fox News to go spend some more time with her family. 
We're very happy for the Hasselbacks that they're going to have Mama back home. First, she had to retire now. from The View, and then she had to retire from Fox News. Yes. She got two right wing for Fox News. Who knows? I'm not going to be political. I'm just going to keep jerking off to her. <laughs> I will. Okay. She's like, I- I'm confused as okay. to what you're trying to tell me here. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, my penis feels the same way. You're the ultimate survivor, survivor, D-Rex. I want a really long, awkward silence. You got it. Mm. It's not awkward for me. All right, can uh, (laughs) (laughs) I... That that moan to start that just really set it off. (laughs) Can I I ask a question for you guys? Is Ahmad Bradshaw? Out for the IR. What? (laughs) 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 I didn't know that. I thought that... Wow, that just happened. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've been on Twitter all day. I guess I haven't happened I've been staying yet. away from it. Happened in the game, yeah. and he went out, and he's out for the year, and that sucks. Goodbye. Dan Aaron got resigned, and Zerlot Tipton got, got resigned. I think I've been staying away from the the, uh, the Colts. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Yeah, for me, I have an okay on this piece. Mm, I'm too busy right now. I'll tell you what. I'll put the O on now and come back later for the K. Yeah, so they haven't given up a 200-yard passer, or a 300-yard passer in five games. But you want to hear those five stats? Yeah, I know. 245, 248, 255, 280, 281. Touchdowns. Three, two, two, one. Come on. Sal, Sal. Two, two, one, one. What's that? Two, two, one, one. Basically. Uh... Lots it of points being given up. When it was, it was, you can you can manipulate one stats yeah, no, all you want. <laughs> three, <laughs> three, two, two, one. One, one. Here, one touchdown. One touchdown. <laughs> no, I like the way you did it. One. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, agreed they played a little bit better, but manipulating the stats or not, they're still going to be dominated by Roethlisberger at home. He's pissed. He's rolling. The Steelers were angry about that game last week. Believe me, this is not going to be fun for them. D'Angelo Williams is going to go off like a motherfucker. He's uh, your number one. He's he your is number my number one, right one this week. I hope that they give him a lot more carries because of this. With Roethlisberger, and you're on teetering on the edge trying to be in the playoff hunt, and they're right on that wild card hunt, you need to rely on D'Angelo. He's been doing a great job. Last week, he didn't do a great job running the ball against Seattle, but holy crap, was he doing it as a receiver. So, give him the ball as a running back in this game. Take some pressure off of Big Ben. Don't let him take the hits, especially after he's taking all these bigger hits right now. He's coming off a concussion. I would expect, and I hope, that Tomlin is smart because in this game against the Colts, you can run the, the ball. So... Give the ball 20 to 25 times to D'Angelo. They will. Let him be the thing. Use play action. You know, give give Antonio his 10 targets. And give, you don't need to give Martavis 10, 10, 11 targets in this game. Give him seven. But give him four shots down the field. He'll catch two of them. One will go for a touchdown. And it's going to be good time. And he'll drop one, too. All right. But that's why you give him three or two or whatever. I've got know? a lot to say right now. Please well, do. First off. I don't need to. I guess. I, <laughs> I, I, I was going to. D'Angelo's. Going to be fine. He's going to get a boatload of work. They're going to give him a boatload of work. The, the best, most interesting thing today that happened with Ben Roethlisberger is Ben Roethlisberger came out on Twitter and said, I passed my concussion test. And then the doctor came out on Twitter and said, well, what he meant is you actually have a concussion and you failed. <laughs> so Ben Roethlisberger is in the concussion protocol still, uh, no matter what he might claim to say. Uh, 
Besides that, it doesn't matter. Who is the number one receiver in fantasy points per game? Standard number one leagues. receiver in fantasy points per game. Yeah. Martavis Bryant. Martavis, Martavis Bryant. Bryant is oh, the course, number yeah. one yeah. wide receiver in fantasy points per game. Ahead of guys like uh, Julio and DeAndre and ODB. Uh, so you're going to start him no matter what. And he's left a lot of points on the table. Yes, he has. That, not, that was, I'm knocking on that. That I'm was the saying, only game could, that he's could, had the drops. I've watched a I've, lot of film I've on seen, Martavis. I've seen, I've seen some plays left on the table. I'm not yeah. knocking on him. I'm just saying he could have even had more fantasy points. Yes. We, we talked about Mike Evans and what he could have done the same thing here. Yes. I'm pretty he sure we could all say that he was our favorite receiver coming into the year. And then he got, went and got suspended by getting four-game suspension. Stuff like that will happen. So I jerk off to Hasselbeck. Houdini offseason was jerking off to Brian. And last year, coming out of the... And I was so pissed last year because I didn't get him in, in any of my leagues last year, but I got him in two of my leagues this year. So, you're starting Antonio Brown. You're starting uh, D'Angelo Williams. You're starting Martavis Bryant. You're not starting Marcus fucking Wheaton. Yeah, let, let me make a point on this. Let me jump in. Told you. Marcus Wheaton had the huge game. Everyone went crazy. You want to know what? They were playing against Seattle. And you know what they did? They took... All their attention to take out Martavis Bryant and Antonio Brown in that game, and they did, and they let Marcus Wheaton eat him alive. Marcus Wheaton in his last five games has been held under, has 45 total receiving yards in his previous five games before that. Don't fucking start Marcus Wheaton. Go ahead, sorry. I hate Marcus Wheaton. I mean, but just just looking at the film of Martavis Bryant, he had one easy drop, but then the rest of his drops were contested, contested passes. That were you know he could have had even bigger games. They they were vertical routes, and you know he went up and went over. But hey, he's just a guy who's performing right now, and he's pretty much performed every week. So the, the real question is, you know, he might get even more. Heath Miller's potential, you know, being ribs. out being out this week. He sat out, you know, pretty much the entire second half of that game after he had like five catches in the first quarter. Sure, it yeah. seemed like. They started out hot with him. But flipping over to the Colts, because we never actually did talk about them. Can we, we, <laughs> we make it really quickly? Go for it. No, no, no. Please do. T.Y. Hilton, is he back? I mean, he showed some juice. He showed some juice on long plays, and he also showed some juice out on route, quick, quick out routes. Uh, on just short you know, plays that sort of got him the ball in his hands, and he was able to make a couple moves. Didn't have any of those super electric plays, but you know, two touchdowns. You're not going to really complain about. And then Dante Moncrief, you know, got back going a little bit with eight catches and what, 117 yards, 11 uh, targets. Uh, here's the thing: is that Hasselbeck is all about just running it, just running the offense. Yep. Luck was trying to do too much. It, it's, it, it happens every once in a while for a great quarterback, and it'll happen to all of them. For uh, for a stretch of time, they'll try and do too much. That let they get let. All the talk get to them, and all of a sudden it gets in their mind, like, I could do anything. I could just do this, I could do that, I could do whatever, and Luck was kind of playing that way. He really was. He was kind of slinging it around, like holding himself in the pocket for way too long. Listen, I could sit here and throw it wherever I want, whenever I want, but that wasn't happening for him, and it wasn't happening within the set of the offense. Hasselbeck is running it. If you- he went... Full Cordell, Cordell Stewart. Like remember, much. remember when he, remember when he thought he, when when he was the game manager. That's when he was awesome. And then suddenly he thought he was the best, best. fucking quarterback that ever walked the earth. And, and became the, same, the worst. 
Yeah, pretty well, here, much. There's yeah. a commercial. I don't know what friggin' brand this is for, but one of Andrew Locke's off-season commercials was like, "Oh, you want you want some a, a, one of a piece of hair for my beard for luck?" MB Financial yeah, or some stupid shit. But I think investment. that he was buying into his own little dealio, yeah. and that's normal. It is. The same thing happening for a guy who was actually with, as humble as he was to let something just get you a little bit. It's a complete change of your personality, and that's not with the way he was. And you let it get to him a little and, bit. And the truth is, hold on, the one thing I think that's positive on this is to sometimes it's Jordan, his second year, after being basically the best player in his league for his rookie year, broke his heel. Injured got, for 64 games. Got, got to just sit back and watch. And sometimes it's good to slow down, get to see the game, not being thrown right into it. And I think that that's going to be a big thing for Luck and uh, and his his progression. I'll tell you this: the other best thing for his progression is that they had Matt Hasselback there, a professional who can come in and runs the offense. Does not make. Here's the difference in what they're doing right now: is that, granted, yeah, maybe teams aren't scared of Matt Hasselback and they're saying, okay, let, let's let Matt Hasselback beat us, but he's beating you. And well, how he's beating you is because he's being smart. All the plays that you saw. Andrew Luck trying to make the extra player, trying to do this and just squeeze a pass in and gets intercepted, causes a turnover. Hasselback's not doing that. He's playing smart and he's playing control. It's actually the thing that's missing from the NFL today. Last thing on this game that we're going to talk about. One last thing I want to say about that is I don't think Andrew Luck, after this bad season he had, is going to get nailed by any of these defensive linemen anymore. Like, great hit, great hit. No. From now on, when he gets hit, he's like, I'm about to fuck you yeah, up. Yeah, luck's going to be all about business. <laughs> it's going to be a matter, less, less happy-go-lucky. Yeah, and he's going to be all like, about business. You're my enemy. What he's going to be is he's going to get up to that offensive lineman who let him get sacked. He's going to grab that mother effort. He's going to go, you don't fucking let him do that to me again, you son of a bitch, or I'm going to get someone else in here. What the fuck is this guy doing? I'm getting angry <laughs> at the guy who's letting me get sacked. I like it. Come on, bring it. Well, let's talk about oh, the beer. This is good. Smokestack series. Quick. I got Smokestack Lightning Hold going. On. We'll go on and Last thing on that the, 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 the Colts-Steelers uh, game, and it's a complete closer. Uh, the Steelers, uh, the, the running game, D'Angelo Williams, last week against Seattle, took Seattle's number one ranked RB defense and put up the fourth most fantasy points of the week against them and put them to second behind who? The Pittsburgh Steelers now. There you go. So Steelers have a Steelers have the best rush defense in the entire league ahead of Seattle now because D'Angelo put Seattle behind them. I like it. All right, what are you drinking quickly? Uh, Boulevard Calling IPA India Pale Ale, the Smokestack series, and it's got my smokestack creating some lightning. Yeah, you're getting fired up. I'm doing my Deschutes Fresh Squeeze IPA, getting boring. I understand. I just love the stuff. Uh, Stack parties. Rocking some water. Um, dog Dog's gone from PVR to old style to no, <laughs> Angry PBR, Orchards. There was, there, was, there, was one, there was one Budweiser, and now he's at uh, Angry Orchards. I'm at an Angry Orchard. <laughs> Are you Are you I'm at an Angry Orchard. Are you a pirate, too? <laughs> two beers, Bob I'll take two beers, too. That was more of like something out of uh, Lord of the Rings. You were like... Uh, one of those moving trees right there. <laughs> Where's Pippin? Pippin's on your shoulder right now. All right. 
We're moving on. Mm-hmm. Final game of the week. Monday Night Football. And the best part is, actually, we moved through these last games pretty good. The the closeout song is like eight minutes, so oh, add boy. that on to it. So let's quickly roll through this. Cowboys aren't that exciting, and the Redskins either. I think we got about five minutes. I'm not going to say anything other than actually, I you know love what? all of you guys, and I love Cousins. And I love the fact that there are so many Michigan State mediocre quarterbacks that I actually like. I'm not ripping on you here. Yeah. You got a folk. You got you got your cousins. You got your sorry, not folk. <laughs> what the fuck were you saying? Your lawyer. Who the folk are you talking about? <laughs> Nick, what's his, what's got the uh, the dude Kirk on cousins? No, the dude on the Rams. I'm sorry. Nick, oh, actually, no. he's from Arizona. Arizona. Sorry, yeah, Arizona. Sorry. I was doing good there for a minute. You what? Edit. Okay. No, I don't give a shit. I'm an idiot all the time with players. The best part is, every time that all you guys go, oh, we'll edit that out. He don't edit it out. No, he does. But for when himself. I don't, no, I don't. I edit it for you guys. I don't give a shit. I call these things wrong all the time. I don't think so. That's not why I'm here. I don't what need it. I find to be the most ironic thing about this game is that it's Pearl Harbor Day. Yeah. December 7th. And isn't it strange that it's between Cowboys and Indians? Isn't this um, basically the Indian no. Pearl Harbor Day? What does it have to do with Japanese? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Isn't this basically the Indian Pearl Harbor Day? <laughs> no. What? Let's, let's stop. Thanksgiving this. is the Indian Pearl Harbor Day. Pretty I much. It. I love it. I'm not, <laughs> not saying anything. We're not editing it, so let's keep going. We're not All right, editing it. No, your angry orchard is great. No, no my angry orchard is great. He's just out of here. So, are you two guys watching the game together after we meet in the morning? I will. No one responded to that either. <laughs> I will. I will. I'm, I'm down for watching wherever. You know, it's like, I, I'll go to Four Shadows over here by Iowa Bar if I have to. Where's, uh, where's we go to Four Double Shadows? We lost, we lost the angry orchard's gone, gone up to the angry orchard badge. So, Matt Castle is now the quarterback they did not place Tony Rono, Romo on IR because they think they're going to make it to the playoffs. They're ridiculous. And he is going to be their quarterback in the playoffs. So I want whatever Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett are smoking, and I would like it now. Come see me after the show. <laughs> um, I will tell you that, no, this is it's all bad right now for... For Dallas, except for Darren McFadden, who's going to get like thirty touches. <laughs> well, but but that's the thing. You your your Des Bryant love that you had and, and we're, we're hoping for because Tony Romo was going to come back. It's 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 gone now. You, you, you know, it's gone not even because of Romo. It's gone because his heart and his he's he doesn't concentrate on the game. There's something else. That's happening to him. You know what? But during it, these games, but, but you know what? I'll, I'll agree because he's—he's. I think he is a uh, character of his environment, and I will tell you that right now, I don't think that the environment that's going on in um, uh, in Dallas right now is, is is a good environment. And he's the type of dude that needs to be where things are rolling well. Because think about this: all these guys that are like amazing stars or whatever. Like, okay, who's the guy, uh, Okafor, that's on the, the, the 76ers yeah. right now? Got to throw our basketball in here. Yeah. What are they right now? Are they 0-17 or 0-18 to start the season? They're over. That's all you need to know. Yeah. There's something like, no, 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 no. They're, they're over, like, like, a majority of their games last no, year. No, 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 so I know. The well, I'm talking about Okafor, because yeah. he's the Julio guy. Julio Okafor, 0-18. Yes, the 76ers. So here's yes. my point. Here's my point. Julio Okafor, in his lifetime, of playing basketball 
has probably never lost 18 games. Now, he's lost 18 games already this year. Has not won one. What does that do to a psyche? So, and there are certain people who, when you're losing, are able to still just perform and do whatever. This is where I go to Dez and I say, Dez is a guy that I see as he, as I'm a Desbian, I could also be Desbiant. And I think he's being Desbiant. Maybe not. Let's be honest. After this season, you're back, on the, you're back on the cock. You're not, you're not. Oh, you're, no, no, no. As long as, but it depends on what the You're not a Desbian anymore. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I, I'm telling you that I think that, I, I think that Des is a guy that just struggles when things are not going well. And he's a guy that's just, Used to having everything go, it's tough. He's adversity. No, no, no. But look, that's what happens in the NFL. There's so many guys that are like, look, you, all these guys are. You're not from Alabama. You're from. You're from the program that's lost. You, you were in college. You lost three games your entire or four games your entire college career. And here now you've lost eight games in the first eleven weeks of twelve weeks of the season. Here's it's, the one thing I'll it's, say. It's disconcerting for some guys. I love the. I love the correlation, and you're right. But at the at the end of the day, and I love Des. Des was kicked off the Oklahoma State. Yes, team. yes. He's never going to learn. His passion has been the thing we've loved about him and all this stuff. He's a fucking D-bag. I mean, he got his money. He's a D-bag. <laughs> he three three weeks in a row. He has made plays that you are looking, and it's obvious that he isn't trying. Yeah. You're a D-bag. Yeah. You just got your $75 million. Every You've been a pain in the ass every there and go. You're injured. You're not. You are a D-bag. Desbian free situation here. <laughs> I'm not drafting that fucking guy anymore. Desbian out. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Passion's great when you're fucking winning football games, but when you're losing football games, it fucking sucks. It turns into Brandon Marshall last year. Like, yeah. do you need another example? Yeah, Brandon he's worse. Marshall years he's ago. Worse too. than him. It's it it is it's the biggest cancer you could ever have. Somebody, the most passionate man on your team, leading the team when they're losing and taking that passion, well, and using it. Leading the team is a, is a strong word for Dez because Dez is not a leader of the team, and none but of these. Have, he's but all these guys. You're talking about our wide receivers. Let's just let's be honest. I would say one thing. I want to be honest. The divas about. of the world. I'm sick of all the. the, the I'm sick of all the love and the knob jobs that Witten gets. Because when you, you got announcers talking about Witten, it's a, this is the guy to lead, and it's true, it's true. But it, wouldn't you love to see Witten beat the crap out of? Beat Dennis? the shit out of. <laughs> just just beat the fuck out of And then his Witten goes up and goes, boom. What's up, thing? You're down. Yeah. And then just all of a sudden, that's a. What happened to me? And wouldn't be like, shut the yeah, fuck game's up. Yeah, game over. Take a once. shower, you fuck. All right, let's move on to the other side. Redskins. Uh, Kirk Cousins. His home road splits are greater than the Grand Canyon. Yes, <laughs> plain and simple. Basically, he is five and one at home, zero and five on the road. P.S. The Redskins are at home. Give over me the fantasy his, numbers. They're funny. over his last four games at home. He's averaging nearly 27 fantasy points. That's ridiculous. insane. It's DFS, insane. DFS, DFS. And, you know, over Away? his six. You don't even need to know Away, that. Away, like, literally, about 5.2. It's the most, it's the biggest discrepancy I've ever seen. But like I said, that's the Michigan State quarterback syndrome. Hoyer's the same way. 
<laughs> it's true. We talked he about just, it earlier. He yeah. just labeled it now. I did. Michigan State. So <laughs> am I, am I be Jim hopeful? Miller was the same way when he was playing. So do I have to be hopeful then that Connor Cook is playing an away game at Indianapolis? Neutral. 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 Don't matter. <laughs> oh. Damn it. Equally Go as far. Hawkeyes. Equally yeah. as far from both schools. Go Green. Go uh, Hawks. So, going back to the rest of them. It looks like Alfred Morris is now the starting running back again. He's going to get the most carries, but Matt Jones is the most explosive. You saw in that one 45-yard catch that he has the fucking juice. Chris Thompson is now a nobody again. You know, Matt Jones has sort of stepped and it up. Somewhat injured. But let's, but let's understand how it is, because Jay Gruden knows that they are now in the, in the driver's seat. In the NFC East. And that's so why Alfred Morris makes sense. That's why Alfred Morris makes sense. Because he's going to hold the ball. He's not going to make the mistakes for you. But you're still going to sprinkle in your Matt Jones. And, and here's the thing. If it starts going where Jones goes off, do you think that he's going to have a problem peeling away from Alfred Morris? He has shown that he has no commitment to anyone on this team. The commitment is to who's going to perform for me on the next play. I think it's also security. Uh, you know that Alfred Morris isn't going to give up the ball. That's the whole thing. You know. So you get to a point, though, I'm saying is this. You, let's say Alfred gets, he's giving you 15 carries, he's giving you 45 yards, right? He's just hes just grinding out yards here or there. Sure. But he's not hurting you and he's helping you at least move the chains and do whatever. But then you, you're at a point in time where you're, you're at a, you're up three or four or seven. And then all of a sudden, you start throwing, hey, let's throw Matt Jones in there and see what happens. And boom, you can get a big hit because this Cowboy defense is deficient. They, they have a lot of injuries along their front. They don't, they're not the impact guys that they were no, they three years ago. But they still can make an impact play. And that's uh, that's a thing where I would have a tough time trusting a rookie in an interdivision matchup not unless you're, on I'm a saying, Monday night. No, no, I'm saying when you're only going to play when you're ahead. Okay. Yeah, you're not I'll playing him okay. when you're I'd say three, four, seven points ahead. Then he starts to make an impact, and you go that way. I think both running backs, you know, are flex worthy because mm-hmm. the Cowboys fucking suck against yeah, yeah. running backs. That's True. just what they do. They are very Absolutely. good against quarterbacks. They're very good against opposing receivers. <laughs> they're, they're decent against tight ends. I mean, where they can be beaten is against running backs. Uh, so yeah. flex worthy, exactly flex worthy. Exactly. Let's talk about the wide receivers and uh, Jordan uh, Reed. Let's shut this party down. Let's do it. You start Jordan Reed every week when he's healthy. Yep. Plain and simple. I, I fully agree with that. I don't think the receivers have as, as happy of a time as they would normally have. Uh, I think that Deshaun can still break off this one long one. That's uh, just what he... That's what Deshaun does. That's just what he does. <laughs> That's what Deshaun does. <laughs> um, yes, and he, he does. And he has, he has no problem doing it at home either. But uh, when it comes to the Garcon versus Crowder uh, situation, that's an iffy situation. And if I was to make my choice at this point, I'd say Crowder. Crowder got his first taste of the end zone no. or second? No, he had a second. He had, a, he had one a couple weeks ago as well. He's now had a couple touchdowns in the last few weeks. He also had one taste. call back. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's starting to get a little more play. This is actually going to be shifting. a fun game next Monday night. It will be interesting. I think yeah. there's a lot of fantasy action. There's going to be there's a, a lot, lot of heated rivalry Mama, between those two don't as well. Let your babies grow up to be Redskins. 
That was Tom Landry. He said that? Yes, that was the old thing. You remember that was an old Monday Night game back in the day. This, that, that's 30 days. years after your audio bites. You don't have to I'll, fight I'll it. No, fight no, no, it. no. No, we're shutting the show down. No, I'll fight it for afterward. No. Yeah, no, no, no. We're, let's just shut All it right, down. All right, so last thing. Let's go. I got nothing. Let's go to the music. Let's go. The music Tell is them. spiritualized. The intro was wrong, and spiritualized is one of those best shoegazer bands from... Uh, uh, London or Great Britain that you'll ever imagine. This band is so friggin' good. One of my faves of all time. And then we're closing out now with Shine a Light. And this song is gorgeous and just awesome and long. Peace! We love you guys. Peace!
Did anyone ever tell you you look like the Prince of Wales? I don't mean the present Prince of Wales, one of the old Wales. And believe me, when I say Wales, I mean Wales. I know a whale when I see one.